It's showtime. He'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillar. Don't you doubled up? <laughs> no, that's a different one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Rose of condos. Oh. What? Big Dev. Wait, let me bring it all the way down just so we could hear it in all its glory. I got something for you. Hang on for a sec. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Dev. Hey. Hey! You're part of it! Woo! <laughs> Welcome to the Elkhart High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. Producer Dave and Daly are here with me. Hello. I'm still Hello. in, uh, as uh, James Hetfield would say, <laughs> Never, never land. Um, I was snoozing. I was taking a sweet snoozer and the responsible two thirds of the, <laughs> eh, let's just say the responsible one third and daily. Uh, uh-uh, uh, daily was in on this. Daily got here early. <laughs> I'll give daily man credit. He got here early. He got his packet out. He, he picked out all the big words. And- By packet. Do you mean his incredibly large penis? Yes. Oh, and, okay. And I was like, you know what? That's impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. Sometimes you just, you know, well, it's I not that you want to see a penis, but, you know, it's like seeing one of the, the uh, you know, eight wonders. What are they? Eight wonders eight of the wonders, world? Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's the ninth. What were we going to say, Daly? I'm sorry. I don't even remember. You're talking so oh, early in the penis show. penis talk. I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll just listen to this. I did like where you guys were going with that. But, uh, About the big words? Trying to talk you up, Daly. I'm trying to use this penises. podcast to get you learned. Oh, penises? Trying yeah. to get you that pudus. Mm-hmm. Can I tell a quick RTG story right off the top? I was thinking about my Jeez. best friend, RTG. Uh, today because I love and I miss him and I hope that he's well. There's been RTG sightings um, from general family and friends have uh, told me that they've seen him but yet besides a a video of some dude with a beard whistling he has not made any contact Um, but uh, one time we were partying a a group of friends of mine um, had like a party house when we were in our 20s. We used to call it Swisher House and we hung out there a lot and uh, Richie would come over and get annihilated as he does. And there was a girl um, from a, well, not my childhood, but it was a girl that Richie grew up around. And she was a few years younger. So let's say like maybe when Richie was 10, she was five, you know, 15, 10, that kind of thing. Um, but now we're a little bit older, you know, and we're in our mid 20s. She's ripe. So she was in her early 20s. I'm just going to call her for the sake of this story. I'm going to call her Casey. And uh, we were we were all hanging outside, and this girl was there. And Richie was it was more smashed than he should be, as per the use. And um, and he was he was in the garden, or he's in the woods, or something like he was in the back trying to take a piss, or he got lost, or he's confused, or whatever the fuck happened. These things happen when you hang out with Richie. And uh, he came back out, 
stumbling and mumbling and Casey was sitting there on the chair and he just looks at it right in the eyes and he goes, Hey Casey, how's the putus? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it's just a poor little girl he grew up with. That's Richie. Anyway, um so I'm trying to get Dilly Padus through this show. I like that too. I've got a few articles for for future packets. Okay. That are all about uh getting Dilly the Padus. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I found them uh, last night. I put in a couple hours. Oh, you did. And uh, yeah, That's I nice. found a bunch of articles for the future. I was trying to figure out some stuff for the that you dailies of the future. The I that- think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Yeah, I think it is too. The talent. Abby. I think it is too. Soundboard daily. Thank you, soundboard daily. Um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. No. <laughs> oh wait, that was, was that real daily? What, what, that that one just fit in oh so good. I had, I had this early in. in the show, the like, real pipes of daily. That's what I love that Daly is is a is a, a well he's like a quadruple threat but part of his threatening elements of this show is he's taking on uh, the robot of the A High Five Studio robot yes who we all know gets plenty of the, the <laughs> what is it the Padus that that robot A High Five computer get that motherfucker gets it in I've never seen a computer get it in as much as that <laughs> what was the term again Padus the Padus he gets that I Padus. like that that's new to me and I'm fucking I can't wipe the smile hey off my Casey face. how's the Padus <laughs> Um, now, are you telling me that you worked, you stayed up late last night working on the show to make me feel guilty because today at showtime I was sleeping when I should be here? Do you feel terrible? I'm, I'm just starting to oh, a little take bit. Take these headphones off. My job here is done. <laughs> is this an elaborate plan to make damn dang? It's fucked up. That's right. It's fucked up. Mm. Have, do you guys see the pattern though? Like as you've grabbed the reins of the Awkward i Five podcast <laughs> and been doing mad work, I've slowly been sinking backwards into the bush, nah, Homer, Homer Simpson style. It. Somebody recently was asking about that, and, and they're like, "Are you all nervous? Don't be so nervous. You're, you're bringing structure and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Look, I'm the navigator. I'm Why the would you be lieutenant. nervous? Because I'm a fucking worrying Jew." That's so you're I saying do. are you saying that you're the the ship that I wandered into after a baseball game with a bunch of funky aliens in there, and then we all listen to the Beach Boys together? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I like being that ship. I'm all about that. I don't no, know what no that reference was. No with. flight of the navigator fans yeah, there. No, totally. Never, I knew exactly what uh, you were okay. talking oh, I didn't. about. All I right. love never, that movie. All right. I've never seen it. All right. Well, maybe you should brush up on your fucking mid '80s to early '90s yeah, Disney after one school of the best films. Disney movies. Ever. Oh, the that's guy right. that was probably like that the big. best Disney film ever. It's not yeah. a cartoon. There's actually real people in yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little little dude. Nah. Do you remember the Explorers with River Phoenix when they made a spaceship out of a tilt a whirl? Out of a fucking tilt a whirl. Hell yeah. And then at the end, Rodney Dangerfield, the, the alien, comes yeah, out yeah. and does like a 10-minute spot. I get no respect. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. They go through this whole thing, and then they're like, what, what the big reveal is that this uh, Rodney Dangerfield ripoff comes out and does like a soft five. I like that. Isn't that pretty much how Caddyshack ends? Yeah, well, I mean, they got it. <laughs> He's like, one. everybody gets, gets laid. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're making me feel guilty because you're doing work on the show and I'm sleeping, but that's okay. I care about the show. And it's my job to keep the town happy. Hey, you're part of it. Hey. Where's where's my hey! You're part of it. Uh, a little slow on the button. I'm sorry. You better keep your finger hovering over that button yeah. all episode, because that's a new one that I want to play with. I get texts all the time from random people, including Telling like, you you're part of it. That are like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> I cannot get that out of my head. I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. You're that's welcome. our new catchphrase. After Boston, that was not that hasn't left my head since we went away to Boston and I'm okay with it. You know, I've been tra- I've been brainstorming on a high five T-shirt ideas because T-shirts are coming very very soon. Now, by brainstorming, I mean sitting at my kitchen table, drinking beer, watching Cheers, and kind of in my head like putting it together. But the fingering of the belly button. But I want to. I definitely want to make a shirt that says, uh, you know, the awkward high five podcast. You're part of it. 
I feel. Did you see? Did you see? I put on Facebook the uh, pictures of you. Yes, so, uh, of me on John McClane's body. Yeah, well, <laughs> on uh, that was a blind date, but I thought it looked like it could have been either or. As it it could have been me. I've got to do the John McClane, McClane one too. Let's not act. Let's not act like I'm not '80s Bruce Willis cut. Yo, you know you're, what not, I mean? you're not. You're not Katomi Hart. I say I am. You know, right? But I feel like I missed out on an opportunity. There's clearly a caption thing coming out of the mouth of that picture ah. and i fucking missed an opportunity to put hey you're part of it in the caption thing yeah yeah that's got to be rectified okay give me by monday I'll, I'll have that <laughs> that's a and weekend project yeah that's a weekend project oh man what happened go ahead daily some chicken wings what you guys got chicken wings i bought daily uh some chicken wings it. because tuesday i didn't somebody once told me recently i won't give up his name eric you piece of shit <laughs> Was saying that I, you know, I could be a little nicer to my friend Daly here, who he knows that I love him in my own abusive way. Um, and last time Tuesday, he came here and I was, I gave him a heads up, like, "Hey, Jenny's sick. I got her some Chinese food, so there's going to be food here, but I really didn't get a lot. So you know, grab yourself something to eat so that you're not kind of sitting out there while we're eating." Oh, and oh. he brought beef jerky. He he fucking brought a bag of beef jerky. I think you said this on the I last said, show. Did I say it on the show? I think I, I, oh, like you said I said it. Oh, after. I'm sorry. That's why I cut you off. Yeah, but uh, we he just ate a whole bag of beef but, jerky like a savage. But what you don't know is that's kind of a show ritual I've had going for like the past like three or four Saturday shows. Really? Right. Yeah. Beef jerky? A bag. Oh, no, of no. Beef Actually, jerky. I take that back Tuesday shows because like I stop at that gas station on the way home from work and I just get like my Daily. rock star and I get the There's bag of Because on Tuesday shows, Daly only drinks five or six beers. Yeah. And on Saturday shows, he drinks like 12 to 14. Yep, yeah, right. And then, so the beef jerky is to is to keep you keep you orally satisfied while you're not drinking those extra seven to eight beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get. It. I I understand the mind of an addict, my friend. I'm coming plus, right with you. I got a I got a fucking six pack beef, of Tall Boys in there. Beef jerky is not that bad for you. No, well, it's not compared to other shit. If no, there's the, a lot of salt, the ones that he get, like the I love them. Don't get me wrong. Are you I getting like good delicious. stuff or like the process? He got the process. Yeah, things, which I love. Right. Don't, don't Dave. Don't. That's the one. Look, with the... nobody here is trying to offend beef jerky <laughs> yeah, at large. All right. Let's just amazing. make a total blanket thing. It was Jack Links. Us here at the Awkward High Five podcast. We want we want to say. To beef jerky at hey. large, hey, we're part of you. Hey. You're part of it. Beef jerky. Beef jerky. Hey. You're part of it. Hey. Yingling lagers. Hey. You're part of it. Yep. AKG fucking um, ribbon um, condenser mics. Hey. You're part of it. 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Carl's Jr. All right, can we do that from now on? Is if I just name things that we like, you have to play that afterwards. Of course, I got to give it to him. He's actually way better on the soundboard than I am. Why? He got skills on the. Soundboard. He got skills to pay the bills. Well, you he is basically a soundboard. Okay, so somebody put on the uh, Facebook page, and if you're a fan of the show, please go and follow us on Facebook because that's where we're going to be funneling all the information from now on. Um, we uh, someone put on the Facebook page a picture from Superman three of somebody turning into metal, Our and it Greg. and it was not Richard Pryor. Kind of looked like Michael Jackson. I have a confession. I totally knew the whole time. I was like, no, it's not him. But he doesn't. But he, turn, he does. He doesn't. It's the sister and the brother. Wait, why wouldn't you want to be a dick? If I if I have wrong information, you got to fucking come at me, bro. Because uh, you know. Oh, if I had said it, he would have fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Quicker He's than our shit. leader. I can't deal with this shit. You can't he, be a yes man, David. I'm not I need, a yes man. I need normally. you. I need you in my I face was, telling me when I'm 95%. wrong. Ninety-five percent. Mm-hmm. But that's why I was like Superman too. I remember the drinking scene and the flicking of the peas, the bean, the peens, or uh, the peens. <laughs> <laughs> the puddles. The puddles. Hey! Put us. You're part of it. 
So I remembered it, but then when that card came up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the sister and the brother. They get too close towards the end to the, to the machine, and then the machine sucks them in and makes them robots. So what happens to Richard Pryor? He smokes crack and lights himself on fire? Pretty much. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of then. And then the fire just looks at Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor looks at the fire, and it goes, hey! You're part of it! Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think Richard Pryor helped Superman ultimately win, and he goes off on his merry way. Happy. No, and, I thought and not thinking of Lex Luthor and no, no, no. He reverse psychology's Lex Luthor. No, no, no. You, you do the Luthor. He, you he, hit the Luthor. You hit him with the Luthor. Yeah. I'm too lazy to do it. It's Lex Luthor, motherfucker. That's Luthor. Enough. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Luthor. No, because I just think of that. His, 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 his uh his his counterpart, the little fat guy, Mr. Luthor. Yeah, Mr. no, Luthor. I know. I think it is technically Lex Luthor, but come on. It oh, takes no, a lot. It's, it's totally Lex Luthor. No, I think it's Lex Luthor. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think any other shows call it Luthor. I, I don't think know. the rest of them call it Luthor. No, I don't know. Luthor. I think I can't stop saying Lex it Luther. anyway now. Lex Luthor? <laughs> yeah, like Luther Vandross. Like if this oh, was yeah. if this was uh, a Wheel of Fortune, the before and after would be Lex Luthor Vandross. You're going down, Luthor. Now I'm going to have to get some Superman quotes. Uh, Lex Luthor King Jr. What's that? That's just the before and... I'm just doing before and afters from uh, Wheel of Fortune. Sorry. Oh, okay. King Hippo? King... King Jr. Martin Luther King Hippo. <sighs> no. See, that's a before and after. That's racist. It's not. <laughs> look, just because it, it, while it's look, everybody knows that if Martin Luther King's pants drop down and you hit him in the bandage on his belly button, he's going down for the count. That's all. It's not. It's not racist. It's just a fact. And he does those little fucking steps backwards before he falls. King Martin Luther King hippo. Hey, you're part of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be that kind of show. Abusive with it. I haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> You should start. As soon as he gets hit right in the stomach, gotta, it's like, oh! Was that Martha Luther King Jr.? I, I, it, nobody else cares that Mario is, a, is the fucking, uh, is the ref in that shit. <laughs> are they, what do they call them? Boxing refs? Was he the ref? Yeah. yeah. You don't remember that? Man, uh, At first, I thought it was Ron Jeremy. Like, he's got enough, he's got enough saving princesses and plumbing to fucking do, let alone placating his fucking dorky piece of shit brother. Does that... It, it, Let's be honest. Oh, here. no. I'm a Luigi fan. You're a Luigi fan? Wherever you're going right now, not oh, me. Oh, dude. Luigi. Me. Let me just say this right now. Luigi is the biggest piece of shit in the face of this planet. Green, baby. He's, he's green. Fucking, he's just a tall piece of shit, and I hate him. I'm a Luigi. I don't hate many people anymore because I've, I've come in terms to all of that, but man, Luigi still got hate. So you sit there and you meditate and you're like, inner peace. Uh, what's the like good things in, bad things out yeah. thing that you do? Yeah. And then you see Luigi and you're like, wait a minute. Fuck you, yeah. Luigi. Mm, fucking Luigi. Piece of shit. All right. We've got it way off track. Sorry. No, it's it's, it's all right. Daily? Hey! You're part, You're part of, it. of it! Daily's always part of it. Daily's always part of it. And soon he's going to be getting part of the Padoose. Oh, man. I can't wait. I love that. I'm going to fuck it up, too. I know. I'm never going to remember. <laughs> Why? Next show, I'm going to be like, damn, I think we're well on our way to getting uh, Daily part of the uh, Pacruz. <laughs> You're gonna be like, no, Horowitz, you idiot. Mm. Um, so yeah, or, uh, I'm still sleepy. I'm sorry. I got That's one of his new ones that I love. <laughs> He's like, it's not it's, bad. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Can I get it again? Fifteen seconds. She <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> oh, we got a fat packet. All right. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. We're gonna jump in. Let's because jump in. Although we're having a good time. Yeah, you said this is gonna be producer Dave put together a serious episode. 
You warned me when I came in here wiping crusties out of my eyes that like, this was going to be a serious episode of the Awkward High Five podcast. I was like, wake up, boss. We're going to start off serious. You know, we got a Patreon tonight, so we're, we're going we're gonna to get loose eventually. If, if this podcast was 80s sitcom episodes, this would be the one where... Uh, Dudley gets fingered in the butthole? Where Chandler dies... <laughs> Uh, and not Chandler from Friends, but he was uh, what, Mal- Mallory's boyfriend or whatever in different family ties or somebody, and he died in a very but special that was episode. Rick. No, no, Rick was the shit. Oh, what the fuck? It was, was his name? Did I get it right? Yeah, the it dude from Rick? that vampire movie yeah, or that yeah. werewolf movie. I love that movie. Yeah, see? my bloody my Valentine or whatever. No, it's not my bloody Valentine. No, not my bloody. It's like my Valentine. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's called my Valentine. If um, if this was if this episode of Awkward High Five was eighty sitcom episodes, this would be. The episode where Boners to Bone went missing and they found him dead in the woods. No, wait. I think that actually happened in real life. It did. Uh, no one ever answered the question <laughs> if you had a boner when they found him dead in the woods. Uh, I'm sorry. Did that happen? Yeah, dude. They found that dude dead in the woods. Boners dead? If this, dead. If oh, man. this episode of Awkward High Five was an 80s sitcom <coughs> episode, this would be when um, uh, Jesse Spano took too many methamphetamine pills. I'm so excited. I'm so, so scared. Oh. Jesse Spano hocked up on methamphetamine pills. Hey! You're part of if this episode of Awkward High Five, I'm sorry, I'm derailing your, your series episode. <laughs> no, it's fine. We got to get we got to get the laughs out. I'm still sleeping. So um, Dude, I fucking quit. What's that? You're out. He's doing it live. Did it to the weed house, smoked out till you started busting freestyles, broke out. Did he dip quick back to the crib, put on lipstick, crushed up the towel and ate it with a dipstick? This is what you do in your sleep? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start boozing with Daly. I got to crush this this caffeine. Thank um, you for bringing me this tea, by the way. It's no problem. I know you're, you're hurting. I am. You have the AIDS that I had I last the, week. I got the su- somewhat super AIDS. Oh, gnarly. The, um... If this one more placate me for one more. Yes. If this awkward I five episode was an eighty sitcom episode, this would be the episode where Punky Brewster got locked in that weird refrigerator that was outside of her house for some reason. No. No, I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember one of those shows having a thing where they had to warn you like, don't play with refrigerators. Yeah. Because the doors and all that shit. Ooh, if this episode of Awkward High Five podcast was an eighties uh, sitcom episode. This would be the episode where um, what's his name and Willis got to go on the on the movie set of a movie and they got into the trunk of a car that was set to be exploded on the movie set and they got him out at the at the, uh, the right time. Whoa. You missed a whole different Strokes episode that was way better. Which one? Where the guy got uh, he got uh, what's the little one's Dudley. name? Yeah, I can't think of his name. I know his name in real life, Gary Coleman, but what was his name on the show? <laughs> and I know Willis just because what you talk about, Will, what you talking about, Willis? What, the what was his name on the show? Wow, we're all retarded. I'm, I'm gonna, was it Gary Coleman? No. Matt Damon. He's like, he's like, what you talking about, Willis? And he's like, nothing much, Gary Coleman. Arnold. Ar- Arnold. Oh, okay. So Arnold. And Wasn't his... that the pig from Green Acres? Nah, it was Ar- Willis and Arnold. So uh, Arnold and his little buddy uh, were hanging out with this older white gentleman when he was like, let's take our shirts off and have. Who play? No, that's, uh, that's the bicycle. I do remember that. Yeah. Isn't that in the bicycle? Isn't that with Dudley? Huh? Where they go to the back the of the bicycle Dudley? store. Dudley was his friend. His little was friend's friend. Yeah, I don't know. And it was Arnold and his friend. I think that's the episode. Yeah, that dude was about. totally going to molest the shit out of them. Man, they touched on some serious topics there. So much like different strokes of the 80s. Arnold Jackson. 
Awkward High Five podcast is going to uh, touch on some that serious episode topics. of Different Strokes where, um, what's her name, Kimberly Drummond uh, winds up doing a lot of fucking crack and just giving head out on the corner and then mm-hmm. she just dies of ODing on crack mm-hmm. and she had a kid. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good I one. watched that on CNN. That one was great. Or how about fucking uh, all three of those motherfuckers went down. The other no. Willis Willis ended up being a savage. I think he died, and then no, he, he's, he's alive, alive. But he he went through some hard times. Yeah, he did an arm. But now he does like shit. True TV everything. Oh really? Yeah, he's on like True TV cookouts. Really? Like yeah, he he does it all. And then Actually, Gary Coleman, rest in peace. He was on. What he died of midgetism. Yeah, he did. What's that, what's that shitty? Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. That's little peopleism. <laughs> Thanks, Daly. You fucking savage. Um, <laughs> what's that movie? Adam Sandler. That's my boy. That's my boy. Uh, the one with Adam Sandler. And, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you mean Mini Adam Sandler? Angry and Adam Sandwich Sandler? with yeah. Angry Sandwich. Angry Sandwich and Adam Sandler. Yeah. And that's my boy, and he works at a, a place and makes chicken nuggets, and he's, he's oh, really? the main character, or he's the main character in that thing. He works with Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it, because oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a piece of shit. No, that movie's actually pretty really? funny. Actually, yeah. you know who's a giant fan of that film is is RTG and my brother, and every time they're together, they talk about it, and I feel left the, out. The so incest how we're gonna is a little weird in that movie, but if you can get over that, then... Well, oh, obviously, yeah, we're funny. watching Daughter Swap 24-7 yeah. So then at this you point. guys should love it. I'm just at this at this point at at at, uh, at my crib. It's just a 24/7 daughter swap marathon. I watched another episode of Dave's old porn, but I cut out the sex. I just listened to the awkward conversations That's what of I've the been fathers. Doing. I've uh, been just watching, yeah. listening to the first ten minutes. Of I can't. I have no uh, no no place for penetration. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear two uh, um, older gentlemen talking about how they're going to share their daughters. This one awkwardly. wasn't. Even, this one was just the girls, and they were watching movies with their dads, mm-hmm. and they had popcorn in their dads' laps, and it was the old dick in the popcorn routine. Wait, there was a daughter swap on uh, Dave Attell's old porn. No. Oh. It was I was going to say. Different strokes. Oh. <laughs> the rule of the world. <laughs> no. All right. All right. All right. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. We'll start off serious. with this week in history. Oh, okay. So that's always serious because people be dropping like flies. People be dropping like flies. So this week in history, 1906, mm-hmm. our, our favorite family, Anne Morrow Lindborg, 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 that shit up, Anne Luthor. Morrow Luthor. Lindbergh is born. Okay. Is that the baby that got stolen? With Daly being such a fan, how could I not include this? Sure. 19, uh, she, so the Lindberghs, she was born in, uh, June 22nd, 1906. Mm -hmm. She is the mother of the infamous, uh, Daly's nemesis Lindbergh baby. Right. Fuck that baby. Rotten hell. Sure. Lindbergh baby. I hate your guts. Rest in, rest in piss. Um, This part, I don't remember reporting on the fact that they had five other kids. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm that's why that's why they stole it's kind of like the plot of raising arizona i think they went and stole the one because they're like man i'm not gonna miss them they got six yeah eee, eee. that's right we did we got a baby now everything's changed son you got a panty on y'all head um it, I, there were things about her that we didn't talk about though in 1934 she became the first woman to win the national geographic society hubbard gold medal wow and, is that uh, is that gold medal? Is that one of the things that they jam into their lips? No, I think that's an award for uh, banana titties. <laughs> she had the best National Geographic if, banana titties if, ever. If I didn't have germs, I would high five you because <laughs> that is that's exactly what that award is for. Yeah, not a plate in your mouth, Dev. Come on, Nailed wake it. up, bro. Sorry, man. Banana titties. I was trying. I I went for it, and Daly just swung and brought it home. That's all. Swinging a hit. 
I had um, your back. I had your back. Thank you. She uh, she wrote in 1944 a book called Gift from the Sea. Okay. And became a bestseller, a bestseller, bestseller, <laughs> and was reissued on in a special anniversary edition 25 years after its publication. Was that about about her padus? It's all about the padus. Okay. Now, Dale, you do a better joke. Ah. Oh, what happened? All right. Wrong week, Christian Blue. Nice. Um, <laughs> you heard the race, the frantic races. Outboard. We're like, <laughs> so, dude. so she, she died February seventh, two thousand one. What a life! What? Yeah, dude, ninety four. Holy shit! Ninety four years old. And then I put a little note in here. Sixteen years after her death, she would then roll in her grave thanks to the savage remarks about her dead baby by one Dave Daly. Yes, Fuck both them course, bitches. True. Oh man, now both of them are getting fucked. Now for the real downer. Okay. You guys are not prepared. I can't I, wait. I normally, as this week comes, I, I typically remember it, and I did not remember it until I read this last night, and I was like, holy shit, this is like the first time. I'm sure you remember it. Well, I need this, because I, it's not like I don't just sit around and dwell upon like the mortality of everyone I love and myself all the time anyway, so please bring more of that into my life. 2008. One of the worst deaths of people we like, George Carlin. Uh, oh, man. Man, it's been that long. Yeah. Holy shit. That yeah. feels like yesterday. He died of heart failure at the age of 71 in 2008. Wow. Yeah. And then I, I had to put in here the birth of a truly noteworthy bit, a routine from his third hit album, Class Clown, mm -hmm. also 1972. Arguably his best, probably, right? I uh, would say. That's the one I think I've listened to the most. Yeah. Like, I like Class Clown is like his uh, Cosby himself. Yeah. Kind of. Or Eddie Murphy. Um, not Raw. The one before Delirious. Raw. Delirious. Yeah. I like Delirious way more than Raw. Mm, yeah, they're kind of in tandem to me. I can eat both of them, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. But um, yeah, so the, the class clown grew the comics now famous profanity lace routine seven words you can never mm -hmm. say on television, and it was when it was first broadcast in New York radio, a complaint led the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, to ban the broadcast or yeah, ban the broadcast as indecent. Right. The U.S. Supreme Court later upheld the order, which remains in effect today. The routine made Carlin a hero to his fans and got him in trouble with the radio brass as well as with law enforcement. He was even arrested several times, once during an appearance in Milwaukee, or Miliwake, <laughs> for violating obscenity laws. I, I love that reference. <laughs> Definitely Miliwake. It's Algonquin for <laughs> the, the good land? I, I don't know. Um, Carlin was the first guest host of Saturday Night Live in yes, 1975. I'm aware of that. He had 14 specials on HBO, first one in 1977, the last one in 2008, uh -huh. right before he passed away. The last place he performed was in Las Vegas a few months before he died. Mm -hmm. And uh, th that's all I really have except uh, R.I.P. Rufus. Yeah, what a life lived. Way to be excellent to everyone. I just, I'm just i just stunned that it's been almost a decade since he passed away. That feels like yesterday that that happened. Right? Because uh, it's, it's, I felt like it was only a couple times. Maybe I have not noted that he died before because... Normally around this time of year, I'm like, did Man. Carlin die in June? Yeah. And then I'm, it's typically that week, but rest in peace. Well, they're all Carlin. gone, right? I mean, you got Pryor's gone, Carlin's gone, uh, Hicks is gone, Hicks, Dangerfield's, Dangerfield's gone, like the whole Mount Rushmore, Kennison. They're all gone. They're all gone. And what are we left with? Daniel Tosh? <laughs> no, nah, I'm sorry. There's a Hedberg gone. Um, there was a long time where, uh, where, um, uh, my my stat what is it not status but the thing the, like your bio on facebook or yeah. whatever was all 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 my favorite all my favorite bands broke up and all my favorite comedians are dead <laughs> but that was more that was more in a more depressing time in my life i like to look on the positive side there's there's that people is, out there that i like that is a downer yeah so this next one 
So re- rest in peace, George Carlin. Yes. Uh, the next one I put in for daily, because I was, normally I would just skim by this, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, 1902, Mercedes is registered as a brand name. By Adolf Hitler himself. A German automaker. What's up, buddy? Um, German automaker Daimler Motorin. Motorin. Gesselschaft. What's your price for flight? No? No. No, no, no Night Ranger fans here? <laughs> If you sang it and all I picture is Alfred Molina and the Chinese guys blowing fireworks. Yeah, it's the best scene ever. Um, He loves those fireworks. Um, What's up, Popper? So he he registers Mercedes as a brand name. And it wasn't even done by him. This other guy, Emil Jelinek, a prominent Austrian diplomat and businessman who was extremely enthusiastic about the development of the automobile, he ordered a car from Daimler in 1897. And then he began to sell the Daimler cars to high society customers and to drive them in racing events because mm-hmm. they didn't do anything with horses back then. It was strictly cars. When they were doing 15 miles an hour across the many states? This was the Autobahn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The, countries or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the countries. The countryside. Occupied territories. Down with the Jews. This, this runs over 15 Jews in 20 seconds. <laughs> you can say that because you're Jewish. Me and Daly have nothing to do with this. What's Especially Daly with his blue eyes and blonde hair. He's like, I was driving the car. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the events that he would go to, like he would take it to the French Riviera and in, in 1899, he entered the races using the pseudonym Mercedes, mm-hmm. the name of his eldest daughter. Mm. So this was a question I always had about Mercedes is how many, you know, the j- old joke, like how many fucking bitches named Mercedes actually look like a Kia? Yeah. Like I didn't realize Mercedes was the chick's name before the Mercedes. I was going to say that's a banner day for Hispanic strippers everywhere. But now I, I it's, yes, it was a girl's name. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was definitely like, holy shit, that's that's real. And then they started, they put his shit, his shit out in 1900, April of 1900. He signed an agreement with DMG, that's the guy Jelinek who named it after his daughter, to sell a new line of four-cylinder vehicles. He suggested that they call the car Mercedes, feeling that the non-German name might sell better in France. So even in 1900, before shit really went down, people were like, Maybe we don't call it German. Yeah, shit's bubbling here. Yeah. It's kind of rising to the crust. Let's uh, let's just get out of uh. Maybe we don't call it Helga. <laughs> the Helga. I would have bought that. <laughs> yeah, you, of course you would. The Helga C5 <laughs> runs over Jews. Fifteen Jews in twenty seconds. Twenty points apiece. Twenty apiece. Um, well, I did tell you once that my uh, last Beamer ran on Zyklon B. <laughs> What the fuck Jesus is that? Christ. See, he says what he said last time. Jesus Devin Christ. Gets it. I don't get it. Zaycon B is the gas they used in, in the gas in the gases. I don't know that. I was inside the chamber. No, you weren't. Bunch of dicks. That's not true. <laughs> it's funny. Zyklon I got B, the huh? same re- reaction. Nothing's, times. nothing's Dude, funny about mem- that. I got the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. Is it what? I never heard that before. Um. So can I, I have a question. Mm. How is the... Uh, um, invention and patenting of a Mercedes depressing and serious. <laughs> this, these, this is this is to get us. Oh, this is in easing zone. us in. Yeah, we're easing All it. Right. It's, okay. This is just the, the history is not as depressing. Although the next one you'll like. I think it was a really good day um, when they named that because otherwise, you know, a hundred years later or so, give or take, how was Sir Mixlot going to write the line? Hey, ladies, do you want to take a ride in my Mercedes? You know what I mean? Like, what was he going to say at that point? Hey, ladies, do you want to take a ride in my Broomhilga? That's not going to work. 
Let me let me I'm let me think up. of this one. I'm I, I, I got that one. No, I'll, I'll pick up on that one. Okay, good. It's Broomhilga. I don't know. Does it have to be Broomhilga? No, do whatever you want. What's another German chick's name? It could just be Hildy for sure. Hildy. Mm-hmm. Broomhilda. Hildy. Uh, what was the chick's name from uh Young? No wait, I got it. I was the brother that killed her because I was hanging with a bitch named Hilda. Okay. What's up? All right. Is, okay. I like it. Freestyle. German style. But there was no car. And it's got nothing to do about back. <laughs> oh, we got to get in the back? Mm-hmm. Then I got nothing. Nah, fuck it. Who cares? But, um, hey, did you know like how fast this car went for, for 1900? Well, what was the race we had the other one? It was like 1856? Yeah. So fif- that one did 15. 15. Sm- so, but it was a hard 15, though. You know what I mean? Fucking, like, like, yeah. Like, it, it went from zero to 15 in about two to three minutes. Days. <laughs> okay. One minute, two minute days, but sure. How fast do you think this sucker went? Uh, in 1900? I'm going to say, now hold on to your hats, but I'm going to say 25. 35 horsepower. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll tell you that. Okay. I, I don't understand what a horsepower Me means. <laughs> I was just seeing if you did. Oh, I have no. Dude, when it comes to cars, a friend of mine is. My key doesn't work. A friend of mine, um, uh, who, who I talk to, who is, who is a, is a female. She and her sister are looking for a car right now. And, and I wanted to be like the guy who could help out because I'm a guy and I should know about cars. And I just had to be like, sorry, I'm the last person in the world. You guys are on your own. There is nothing that I could do about this. Like, this is what I need to tell you, friend of, of Devin's. Silver's always the best. <laughs> Silver. Or black car. That's it. That's, yeah. that's where the Horowitz, uh, that's where you're getting here. <laughs> if somebody asked me, like, what kind of car should I get? I'd be like, silver. Silver? Right. Silver car? I don't care. Silver chair? Or just, you're going to wake too, fat boy. Fat boy. Wait till tomorrow. No, Daly? Daly, how, how fast do you think this car went? So, so far. I read it already, so I'm not answering. Oh, you fucker. Wait, so if there's 35 horses under the hood, then. <laughs> And they're all racing. Multiply that by three point five. Carry the one. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna stick with twenty five. I don't know where I'm at. Fifty three miles an hour. Fifty three. My symmetry OCD is freaking out right now because yeah, right? that's got to be an even number, my friends. They actually had it on the uh, on the old uh, speedometer. Speedometer. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I wanted to call it odometer for some reason. <laughs> I was like, wrong, wrong, sir, wrong. <laughs> if um, I was sh- in 1902, if I was shopping for a Mercedes and I went to the dealership, and I was like. How fast can I get this puppy up to? And they're like 53. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I cannot take this car. <laughs> so any way you can make that 52 or 54, as a matter of fact, just get it away from me because I feel like everybody I love is going to die if I step foot in it. Yep. That's an OCD general right there. <laughs> you down with OCD? Yeah, you know me. Devin Symmetry OCD? Hey! You're part of it! So that is the Mercedes story. Oh, it's a beautiful story. We have. Uh, Excuse me while I wipe some tears out of my eyes. Okay, carry on. All right, here we go. This is the last of the good ones, and then we're going to start to get deep, and mm-hmm. you got to put your serious face on. Mm-hmm. 1989. By serious face, do you mean pound PBR toll boys or daily? Indeed. Okay, good. Let's get serious. 1989? Daily. Oh, he, he has a packet open. Batman released. Oh, the first Batman. The, first the only Batman. good Batman. The, uh, the thing I didn't know about this, I mean, I knew about one of them, which was Costner. But did you know the other people that were up for Batman? Uh, oh, you mean people that lost the role to Michael Keaton? Yeah. I didn't even know that Kevin Costner was it. <clears throat> no. Yeah, Costner I knew of. Uh, I'm going to guess Bruce Willis probably, right? Nope. Really? They're not going to take my my body double as a fucking Batman? He would have made a great Batman. Nope. Your body double, well, not anymore. Is Jordan, Bobby double? Your, your Bobby double is Jordan Peele. <laughs> That kind of hurts because I said I not anymore. I don't think as I looked at your license <laughs> hanging up on my hanging up on my hope chest. 
Now look, I would, I would, I would, I would hope to be able to pull in something as great as Chelsea Peretti, but I'm going to say that I'm in a little bit better shape than Jordan Peele. I'm going to say you're in a <laughs> loads. Of, you're more of a Peel. All right, thank you. Oh, All right, you have carte blanche. Thank you. Sorry, Derek. Um, the other guys in here are Mel Gibson. Okay, that would have made no sense. Dennis Quaid. That would have made no. Well, okay, no, There's but no Irish Batman. Right, but let me tell you something. Here's the here's the thing. That doesn't make much sense, but at the same time. Think about who Michael Keaton was at the time. He was Mr. Mom. He was Johnny Dangerously, Mr. Mom. Like all he was, uh, Dream Team, uh, Bosom Buddies. All he, uh, I mean, I I mean that Dream was Tom Team Hanks. Yeah, but, Bosom but, Buddies is Yeah, sorry. Him. But, uh, but what was, um, like, yeah, they were, uh, it was yeah, all. He did Clean and Sober. I don't remember that one. That one's, that's up your alley. That's yeah. It's a daily kind of movie. Never saw it. And for some reason, when that's on. Why do people's daughters die in it? It's horribly. Not, it's not really deaths. It's just incredibly dramatic. And like, I mean, it's, it's, it's something. That like you really see his range. What I'm saying is that Keaton at the time, like if if message boards are around and all these fucking uh, internet dork trolls are around, the there would be outrage in the fucking hills of Michael Keaton being Batman oh, at yeah. the time. You know, like it, it just didn't make any sense. Now, did he pull it off? Fuck yeah! I just watched it two days ago. Yeah, I was like, I fucking love this movie, and I love the fact that like. No one ever talks about how badass he is that he just kills people. Yeah. That Batman had no question, oh, Joker, I'm going to tie this fucking rock to you and you're going to fucking die now. Right. It's, it's over. It's yeah, he kicked that dude out. off the, the railing in, in the uh, bell tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kills the Joker. Now, he can't, he can't look up or sideways <laughs> without having to move his waist in the same direction, but that's yeah. just a little flaw. <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, which is that's honestly, if you know Dave Daly well enough, it's like he's in that costume twenty four seven. Yeah, that's my, how Daly my neck doesn't work around. so good anymore. I literally do. Huh? Yeah. What the hell's going now? <sighs> Daly's old shitty neck. His old crickety shitty neck. Oh, you missed that one. Oh, sorry. Say it again, please. <laughs> Daly's old shitty neck. Hey! Fifteen seconds. Skip button. Um, and the thing I, I forgot that right before Batman, the last movie he did before Batman was Beetlejuice. Yeah. So it was like yeah, Bert- right. He's Beetlejuice. Burton was just. How like, did I miss that one? Hey, I thought Keaton. It was something- hey, you're part of it. And it keeps getting funnier every time you see it. Hey, you're part of it. All yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, Keaton. Uh, he was a serious actor, and he kicked ass in fucking Batman, nineteen eighty nine. He was great. Now for the tragic part of uh, not you know tragedy is is part of uh, life interesting enough this is this is the point where I'm gonna crack open a beer so go ahead I'm listening today oh no just today today, like today? today. no someone died today yes indeed hang on let me get a tall boy daily did you get this news today or did you get this from me no I, I had already heard it you'd heard about yeah, it yeah yeah I actually saw it in like a blur I, I was gonna send it to you but I was like he knows already <laughs> he knows no There's I no honestly reason. Especially I'm not, as much as I know you, how much you like Ghostbusters too, which uh, I can't stand. Whoa, 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 whoa! All right, I'm honest. Now I have a little bit of a hint, but I, I, uh, I honestly don't know this because I, I've been living in a vacuum today. So this is going to be a real reaction. This isn't just like normally the fake reactions I make for the podcast just to make it interesting. But I already know you're pretty good at it. This is uh, this is going to be a real reaction. So lay it on me. Do you going to tell me that Vigo the Carpathian died? No. Okay. Whew. All right. Hang on. Let me just come off that ledge real quick because my heart was racing. If his plans had gone through as proposed, Vigo would have been dead. But this was uh, Henry Hank Duchendorf, one of the twins who played the baby. No. Yeah. He died today. Baby Uh, Oscar's dead. uh, One site had him at 28 years old. 
four other sites had him at 29, so I'm going to report him as 29 years old. Okay. But the sad thing is, like, there's, um, you know, his twin brother, William, who also played Sigourney Weaver's character, Baby Oscar, in 1989 film. Sigourney Weaver's character. Who played his character's baby. Oh, okay. Did I not say baby? <laughs> no, I just thought that they were... Like, like, when, like when kids get on each other's shoulders and then put a trench coat on, that's what they did? Little, little did you realize the two, two I, of them I thought the Olsen twins I thought, played Sigourney Weaver. I thought Sigourney Weaver was good in that, but now that I know that it was two babies wearing a trench coat, that's no. fucking Oscar caliber. It's amazing. Sigourney Weaver actually did all those Aliens movies, and she's really four garbage pail kids. <laughs> little known fact. It was Wendy Winston, Messy Tessie, Alligator... And potluck, the last one. Whatever one, whatever whatever garbage kale, pale kid lives in your mind, that's nope. the last one. For a shalamalam twist, it was actually Mr. M with a munchy mouth. Mm-hmm. That's who it was. All right, he was on the bottom. So, Baby Oscar dead. Baby well, Oscar one half died, of Baby Oscar. But the sad part is, and, and this is going to be a, a common theme into this uh, this series episode. We're, we're laughing and joking, but he took his own life. Oh, um, and one of the two twins. And uh, his brother announced uh, that on Wednesday, June 14th. Oh, it, it was just announced today. He actually passed away last Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, Damn, they held that close today, to the chest. Yeah, that, uh, that he lost his battle with schizoaffective disorder. Mm. So, um, so not- I've never heard of it. And, and he died at his home in Escondido, California last week. So he suffered from schizoaffective disorder. It's a chronic mental health condition, which is a combination of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Jesus. They're like so, the two worst. Yeah. He, it's, he experienced hallucinations, delusions, depressions, and mania. I did not know what mania it was. Like, I know, like, the word mania, but I was like, and mania? So I looked it up. And for any of you who don't know, mania is a mental in- illness marked by periods of great excitement, yeah. euphoria, delusions, and overactivity. Yeah. I didn't, I thought that that's that where the like manic and manic depression yeah. comes from. You're either depressed or you're manic. And when you're manic, you're, you're, you're experiencing mania, which is actually a great high. You know, like when manic depressives, when, when they're in a manic state, that's when they're creating a bunch, getting shit done. Everything feels good. They're happy. Life is great. And then when they're in the depressive state, that's when it, uh, the bottom falls out. It sucks. Yeah. So it's not just uh, a word that comes after wrestling, all you fucking backwood wood hicks. That it's was, it's that, an that, actual that, mental state that, that although seems uh, awesome, um, is, is the precursor to a, a very bad time. But that's where I was thinking. I was like, well, you know, WrestleMania, whatever mania, something mania, like, yeah. like the gates, like, oh, this is blah, 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 gate, or this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of shitty when you really know what mania means that they people just put that at the tail of stuff. Yeah, that's where the word maniac so comes from. Like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. And, and like, it's a it's a super severe mental illness, and that usually requires a lifetime of treatment. It's not well studied, so the treatment is largely an estimation based on schizophrenia and bipolar treatments. Yeah, which they don't. You know, <coughs> schizophrenia. I, I've I've touched up against schizophrenia, not myself, but with with uh, people that I've known in my life, and. Um, it's uh, it's just not it, it's it's not something that they know. It's not a science that they have down pat. It's uh, it, it takes many different forms, and there's just it, it's it's just a it's a horrible thing to see somebody go through. And it's like all guesstimation, and- right? And we like to like laugh at the crazy people, like oh, he's hearing voices in his head and blah blah, blah and all that shit. But it, it's uh, if you if you actually have to deal with that on any sort of level in real life with somebody, especially somebody that you care about, um, and I'm not saying that it was somebody that I cared about, but but uh. But it, it, it's it's scary. It's scary, and and uh, yeah, it's a bummer, man. Yeah, and then another fact about him that's you know not as sad, but I didn't know is that they, uh, the two of them were nephews of uh, John Denver. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. Now it hits home. Yeah. <laughs> now it hits home. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I so oh, okay. So that's where the, this we're going here is with the suicide angle. We're going to talk about a lot about depression tonight. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a few things you know, like we we joke around a lot, and there's certain parts like the 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 pop up of of RTG in the last couple of weeks made me realize. You know, I wanted to the last time we did a serious one where you were really at that point still I could see you kind of being affected by RTG, and and it kind of went on a little lapse where. We were just doing our thing and, and putting our heads in and, and digging down and keeping the show up. But like you say, like this show is is a story of two guys, good friends, blah, blah, blah. And, and he goes through depression. And mm-hmm. there's a lot like lately I just hear all these stories about depression. And, and you know, Daly and I were talking about one that was going to be in here anyway. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. all of this is linked to depression. And, and I, you know, I've, I myself like things when I was doing the reading, I was like, you know, I went through little bouts of depression as most sure. teenagers do where like or, or even people who don't feel like their footing is 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 in the in the like solid on the ground and, and things that i saw in here i was like holy shit which i'll get into and I'll, I'll talk about once we get into them of certain symptoms that i didn't realize that i were totally me mm-hmm. and that and you know you guys might have some stuff to elaborate on too mm-hmm. but we, we were saying before the before we started rolling was how many people do we know like i can off the top of my head know Tons of people that have suffered through depression. Sure, like depression is 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 it's not it's no longer something that older people get. Well, I I think number one, there's different levels of depression, and then number two, I think that the stigma now, maybe through through having the internet, maybe through how many people have been bold enough to talk about it and everything like that, I feel like the stigma now is that is very least of all time. So there's people that are willing to get on a podcast or a talk show or a stand-up routine or make a movie about it and really dis- discuss depression where, you know, 40 years ago, that was something that people just, you know, swept <laughs> under the rug and yeah. maybe the people in your house understood it. But when you're out in the world, you didn't talk about that kind of thing. It made you seem weak and everything. Yeah. So so I, I think it's something that I think everybody rubs up against at some point. It's just a matter of what, what level. I mean, obviously, chronic depression, um, clinical depression, uh, is is a much serious serious ball game, but um, I think everybody goes through some sort of something at some point in their life. You have photographic proof of of my depression on yeah. your wall right now, it, and like we joke around about that, we, and and I'm glad to joke around about it. But what I'm talking about is my license picture um, that that producer Dave has a blown up picture of on his uh, dry erase board, and we laugh out about all the time because I'm fat and my eyes are glassy and beady and. And I, I have this long beard, and I just I basically look like fucking Nick Nolte's uh, fucking um, what are those called uh, mugshot? You know what I mean? Like that kind. Of, I'm like that level, like yeah. uh, haggard in it. And uh, you know, my joke is is that that it's not even a joke. But my thing is is that that <coughs> that was that picture was taken in the height of of my biggest depression that I've ever been in my life. And it's true. And once you said that, mm-hmm. and you actually like look into your eyes in that picture, mm-hmm. you can totally see it. Like. When once you told that tale, and I'm like, you know, as I go and talk to that picture every night, <laughs> I was like, you know what, Dev, you do look a little sad. Uh, well, yeah, I was, I, I was, I was at a complete bottom, and uh, and and it was bad, you know. And I and and you know, the subject that we're talking about, suicide, I would be, I would be lying if I didn't say that I thought about that constantly. There was yeah. there was a there was a a, a a short period of time, but a very intense period of time where I thought that that was going to be the outcome because I was stuck in two situations that I didn't know how to get out of. And I didn't, I, and I was, and I didn't have the balls at that point to make the moves that I needed to make, which I eventually did. And eventually it led to where we're at now. And, and I'm happier than I've ever been and, and everything's great. 
um, which should show that there's always, a, you know, there's always light at the end of the proverbial yeah. tunnel. But but yeah, I mean, if you were to talk to that dev, fucking what is, when was it? Uh, April 7th, 2014 dev. I mean, that was a completely different person. That was a, that was an overweight uh, drinking every night. Uh, hating my relationship, hating my job, hating myself, hating the fact that I was 34 years old and I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, <coughs> totally feeling lost, uh, and and you know, and that whole thing, and, and I went through it. I went through it hard. It's it's one of the things that spawned this podcast. Yeah, you know. So I I, well, I guess what I'm saying is I've been there, and that's why it's like, and that's another reason why I, I want to do so, stuff like this because I know you wanted to keep, you know, for for uh, as a fan of the original show, the original concept. You guys would do a serious show, like the Tuesday show would always seem to be serious, and yeah. the show would be a little. Light. Well, that's because we had a lot with Richie there. We had a lot of serious shit to get through, yeah. you know. But uh, and I mean, when obviously, he comes back, we can still keep that, that yeah. format. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Just give him a couple minutes. But you know, and I don't want to speak out of turn for Richie, but um, but there's certain facts that have already been outed on the show about him, and uh, you know, I wish he was here to talk for himself, but I know for a fact that that dude is is in constant states of depression you know like you don't live the type of life that he lives and 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 be happy about it you know it's it's what uh runs yeah i heard that too what (laughs) it uh it runs it runs that's what it does i mean any sort of drug addiction is always going to be coupled with with severe depression severe insecurity uh, you know, paralyzing fear, like all these, all these things, and and I see it in him, you know, and I, I so it, it's it's honestly one of the things that that worries me the most. Like the drug abuse is horrible, but uh, but the the hopelessness, hopelessness is uh is scary. Yeah, it's such a it's such a weird feeling. Like I mean, I've I haven't hit that point, or at least I don't think I hit that point where. It was that brutal, but I mean, my teenage years, I was, uh, you know, I've sat at the in my car wondering if I should just run it off. Of, like, I, I've yeah. had some serious moments where I literally like didn't go home, sat on a on the end of a like a, a jetty and and uh, right around the corner from my bar. apartment. Yeah, 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 and mm-hmm. like wondered, you know, if I just drove in here, like, would it would it even matter? Yeah, you know. And then even when I got into my older years and I started getting into my career, and then I was like, I I definitely suffer from. Um, I read an article about it and it's like, uh, like some kind of thing where you feel like you're a fraud all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what is that called? Know. It's uh imposter syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I totally, totally have that. Yeah. Like, but here, here's the thing that you need to know about that is that everybody has that. And that's once you know that feel better. Right. Yes. That's what lifted that weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Is that I always felt like I was a bullshit artist. And now when I do a job or when I'm working with a team, I'm like, look, I'm only as good as you. I try right. to be as humble as possible. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not this big tier motherfucker. I'm not going to come in here and wheel and deal and shake things up. We do everything as a team or we fail as a team. Right. And that's that's it. Like, I'm not some hero. I'm not whatever. But when I was in that phase and and having a wife and and you know the, this life and and a, and a mortgage and all this shit like there being were an days, adult like finally reaching some level of success. But in the beginning, there were days where like I would just like things got really hectic and stressful, and I would just get sick, mm-hmm. or at least I thought I was sick. Which I wasn't might... like calling out because I just wanted to take time off. I would literally curl into a ball, leave the lights off. My wife would check on me: Are you okay? Do you need soup? Do you need blah blah blah? And there would be like three or four days in a row. <clears throat> Where my wife would just take care of me, and I did not get up, 
she would literally like rub my back and I would sit there and, and I wouldn't say anything at that point cause I was embarrassed. Yeah. Um, but I would sit there and literally like she'd go to work or something and I would like cry and sit there and just feel awful. Well, that's depression. And, and it was so bad and it was like, yeah. and I was always exhausted. Yeah. That's I could depression. always sleep mm-hmm. and it was just, it was just horrible. And then through like even, you know, guys like Daly working with him and being like, I'll be like, I don't know anything. And he's like, dude, nobody knows anything. Right. You know, and, 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 and guys like Daly really helped me get out of that. Yeah. And he was like, dude, you do what you can. You find your strong points and you fucking, you muster through. Right. And that's it. And I, like, I never said that shit. <laughs> hey, yes, you did. I was like, you, you should go home. Son of a bitch. You go home. You're like, you suck at your job. You should go home. Get no, out of here. no way. Did I ever tell you about that time I beat a girl with a, a police baton? Because <laughs> yeah. I got one in the car. You can fucking get you um, when you were when you were sitting there soldering XLRs, was Daly twirling a police baton over your head? Like you better solder that right. Solder that goddamn. That's that's a cold solder. Come here, Billy Club. <laughs> I, I remember working with David, and he'd be like, I don't, "I don't think I'm doing enough. What do you need, What do you need me to? Do? Nothing, dude. Just make me laugh and hang out with me." Yeah, I wasn't good. Like right. I wasn't I, a good technician. At yeah, all. nobody is. No, I, I no, is. no, no, no. What I'm talking, I didn't mean technician because I, I because I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, you rock. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um. I mean, like in general, there, there, you learn. Everybody has a first day, and and we. The thing is, is what I was talking about before about the the stigma that used to exist and everything is that people think that people are just per- other people are perfect and they don't have any problems because people carry themselves that way. So then you compare yourself to those people. The fact of the matter is, and the great leveler, and once I realized this, it really, really, no fucking lying, changed my life. The fact of the matter is, is that everybody's fucked up. If you meet some dude who's like a successful businessman, he's fucking handsome and tall and has a beautiful wife and owns yachts and fucking is funny as shit and all that shit. That dude goes home at night and freaks the fuck out. And we all operate on that level. It's part of our DNA. It's in our blood. That's the way that we work. So that's that's so. The most of the depression and what you're talking about comes from you feeling like you're inferior. Because you're going through something that other people aren't. But once you learn that everybody's going through that, like you said about the imposter syndrome, it, uh, you know, I've read a lot about that. I've actually read full books on that before because I've suffered that a lot in my life. And I thought it was a total unique experience to me. But now I realize that everybody has it. George Clooney, imposter syndrome. Donald Trump, imposter syndrome. Fucking everybody that anybody, <coughs> like it, it, no matter who they are, what walk of life, how successful or not successful, they have a, a certain level of that because it's just part of the human experience. What's weird is that I didn't like, I would have people say that to me, like everybody gets it and never took the weight off my shoulders. Yeah. I, my well, you were had, living, you were living deep in your ego. Yeah, That's like, what it was. But, I, but And like I said, I would have things that would get me through it. Like, uh, you know, it's daily right here. Skinny legs, Tommy. Uh-huh. No one really. He was just like, "Well, you can't do this, but I can't do this, and you can do that." Skinny legs, Tommy. Yeah, skinny legs, Tommy. Skinny legs, Tommy. Skinny legs. Oh, skinny legs, Tommy. Hey! You're part of it. I just want to let him know he was part of it. We haven't said his name in a while. Go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, and like those things would, uh, they would feel good for a little bit. But I did not really. The weight didn't lift for years until my father had a triple bypass like three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, triple, huh? triple. Like, That's three out of four, right? Yes, sir. Jesus. Like, I had to get on a flight to Florida. I had to fly with my sister. And, you know, we had to talk, like, what's going to most likely happen? 60% of this is most likely we're going to be making some arrangements after this surgery goes down. I was literally working in the lobby, like, brought my computer, brought a, la- a laptop, an extra monitor, and I was working because I had 
so much work going on that I could not detach. Yeah. And, and, and being somebody who's an imposter, you feel like if I let this go and I let another teammate take care of it, they're going to see what a fraud I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I can't let go of any of my responsibilities. Yeah, you never want to pull it. back the curtain because right. you don't want the, those flaws to be accessible. And, uh, and like, you know, I, I was making good money and I uh, didn't have those kind of problems. But then I was out with my uncle and my father's side of the family and I, we hadn't really hung out in a long time. We had a little bit of a falling out after my grandmother passed away. And they were in town and it was the first time my, my mother had like a falling out with them too. Everything was together. I had work shit going on. My dad's in the operating room. He went through the surgery. He got out. We hung out with my uncle and aunt and, and my two aunts, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I was at the bar with my uncle and we had to kind of walk away because one of my other family members is in recovery. So we were like, he was like, I need a drink. And I'm like, I'm not really a drinker, but I'll, I'll gladly get a, a drink with you. Um, Wait, the guy who's in recovery? No, no, no. My, oh, oh, my oh, uncle oh. and I stepped away. Oh, got it. Because got another it. family member who's right. in recovery, we didn't want to be disrespectful. Right. So we went away and went to a different part of the restaurant that we're at and found a way to get a drink for him. And um, and he's one of the most successful people I know. Right. And uh, I was just like talking to him and I'm, I'm telling him all this stuff. And, and inside, I feel like as I'm telling him these things that are true, I feel like I'm bullshitting. Like yeah. they're true, but I still feel like everything I'm spitting out, I'm like, that's true. Why are you not it's just, you're, you're not lying. You're not, because when I was a kid, I was a bullshit artist. I yeah. would exaggerate. You know, I still make stories a little bit better than they are, but Who doesn't? those are fucking great stories. Yeah. But when I'm talking to him and I'm saying everything and, and I like, I had all this thing and I kind of had a little breakdown at the bar and I was like, I got to tell you, I'm telling you all this stuff, but deep down I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like he was, cause he was like, oh, you sound great. And it's not, I saw you on wall street a couple of times yeah. and you were going into these buildings and it sounds like you're doing all these great things. He's like, I got to say, because my, his children are two of the three are doing really good things. The third one I think is doing great, but he's like a permanent student. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just getting out of school. He's been in like oceanography classes and getting kind of like his doctorate with a, a man bun and just chilling <laughs> on the beach yeah, yeah. and he's living his life. He's doing his shit he's, mm-hmm. and he's doing a great job. But my uncle, you know, wants better for him. But he was just like, can I just tell you how proud of you I am? And I'm like going to cry right now just talking about Yeah, you look like you're tearing up. But, um, I don't know if it was the Super AIDS or... No, no, it's totally emotion, but like... Daily left, by the way. You can't deal with your yeah, emotions. He's, he's like, you fucking pussy. Don't, we're but, getting uh, to you, Daily. You better fucking prime up and squeeze <laughs> some tears out here. Son of a bitch. But my uncle said like, he was like, can I just tell you? He's like, I've been in business a long time. I've had my own company for over 30 years. And not a day goes by that I don't feel like a fraud. Right. And I was like, what? And it was, yeah. And that was, was the like information the you needed. Came off. That was and the information was like, you needed. The most successful guy I know just took his mask off and was like, kid, you're one of us. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you're part of it. And that I, honest, oh. honestly, it, look, it, all joking aside, that you're part of it line, I know, I know like that's becoming our, our mantra and shit here, but I think one of the reasons. <laughs> Then one of the reasons that that I I love saying that so much is because it really does mean something to me. Like, hey, you're part of it. We're all part of this. We're in this together. fucking together yeah. at all times. That's you know, and and like I don't want I don't want to make it a, a larger thing, but that's what bothers me. Can you grab me another uh, tally, daily? That's what fucking it, it it bothers me when I see this this segregation, the the borders and all the stuff that's yeah. going on. And I don't want to even touch on that because that's yeah. a wider. But but that's the thing is like. Once you understand, once you tap into the vein of knowing that we're all living the same human experience, then there can't be any sort of hatred anymore. Can't there? Can't there? None of those things exist. You know, like the fucking the, the people in uh, in Iran 
are dealing with the same issues that you're dealing with. We're the same people, you know, like the people in Mexico are dealing with the same thing, like that kind of thing on a worldwide kind of deal. Like I know there's evil people in the world, but but there has to be some sort of empathy worldwide because you're dealing with the same shit. And if we all just realize that. It, it, everything would everything would change, yeah. and just like you're saying with your uncle, you know, you were dealing with this severe uh, anxiety and and imposter syndrome and all the things you're dealing with, and it just took one dude to be like, "Hey, man, you're fucking part of it," yeah. and you and, that, and, and it and it, I know, thank you, and and it, and it and it lifted it lifted everything up, and that's that I had that same exact experience. I had the same thing. I had to come to that conclusion myself. Nobody helped me because nobody ever fucking does. But um, but I but through meditation and reading and, and going through the two-year cycle of depression uh, where that, that license picture was taken, I finally came to that conclusion. And uh, it just helps you in all walks of life. Yeah. Like if you, if you meet the, like the owner of your company, you know, and you're not nervous because you understand that this dude feels the same way that you feel about everything. Like, then you could talk to him on a normal level. Or if you meet uh, like a, well, it doesn't matter, celebrities or gives a fuck, yeah. but just somebody that you might ha- uh, hold in a higher regard, you can. The playing field is always level. Yeah. And if it's not, then they're they're a fucking egotistical dick, and and you can't blame yourself for that either. You know, but. I don't know. I, I, <coughs> no, I agree with you 100%. I see what you're saying. Since the weight's been lifted, like, I have no problem. I've talked to the CEO of our company a mm-hmm. hundred times, and, like, I've... I've I went oh, you mean uh, awkward high five? Because yeah, that's me, baby. That's you. And I know I don't feel any pressure, yeah. except when you're hitting me with a billy club, mm-hmm. or your henchman, your goon is. <laughs> but no, I, I literally... Lippy? I sat in a meeting with him once uh, for a big financial company, and I was, like, not expecting to be in this kind of meeting with, like, big wigs, and I still was felt okay. Yeah. But they, these big wigs were like asking him, like, "Hey, owner of this company, um, we're going to want one contact. We don't want to know ten people know this or that. Who's our one contact from your company?" And he looked across the table and pointed at me and was like, "David Horowitz, he's he's your one contact." And I looked back at him and then I looked at my boss, and he was just like, "I was like, cool." Like I, I acknowledged and I was fine with it. Yeah. But then we got out and he was like, "You didn't look like my boss was like, you didn't look like you shit your pants when the CEO of our company was just like." Yeah, you're you're our main guy talking to all these big wigs, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, right. I either do my job or I don't. But I know through all this life and all that I've done, I can get a new job tomorrow. I can fail, and it's okay to fail, right? Um, and I'll do the best I can with what I can. But I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not a phony. Yeah. I'm. I'm doing what I can, and everyone at the table is doing what they can. And I bet you those people are praying to God that I do a good job so that they don't have to answer to somebody else too. Yeah. Exactly. So, That's exactly what it is. And the cycle goes on. And you just brought up a great point, like an amazing point, which is another thing that took me fucking 30 years to figure out is not being afraid to fail. I'm such a perfectionist. Uh, I know it doesn't seem it because like I sleep through episodes and I don't I, I, it's taken me fucking months to put together a, a T-shirt design and I'm a raging alcoholic and my apartment's a mess. And it was like you came out of blind date. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I drink. Yeah. Um, but no, I really am. When it comes to my work, uh, when it comes to my creative pursuits, it's actually kind of uh, a polarizing thing because sometimes I won't get as much done because I'm worried about the outcome. And it's something I've worked on. And this is something I tried to explain to RTG a lot because in the beginning when we were doing shows, I used to say to him, just bring 10, 10, uh, 10 ideas in. And he never would. And he'd always be like, I can't think of 10 things. And I kept saying to him, I'm like, dude, listen. If you're driving down the street and you see a car, just write blue car. Just come in with 10 things. It doesn't matter. But he couldn't get that concept in his head because he's where I was at, where he feels like everything needs to be gold all the time or don't present it. 
And once you realize that that failing is probably the best lesson available in life and not being able to fail, you know, and not being scared to fail, that's when you'll finally start making progress in life. And if you're dealing with any sort of depression, start bringing yourself out of that depression. I've totally dealt with that a million times. You know, like I probably would have been scared shitless to do, to do this podcast five years ago because I would be afraid that somebody might not like it or it's not up to par with fucking Ron and Fez or like my idols and talk radio or something like I th- that. I think you're absolutely right. You know what, Devin? I think this is the best show you've ever done. <laughs> and you know what? You deserve it because you're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it. People like you. Thank you. All right, Daly. That so, was not a soundboard. That no, was that was that was him doing it. Um, and that guy. He's a fucking senator now, so he's done with his fucking his uh his I didn't know if anyone would get the reference. Oh, of yeah. course. Um he's a senator that is now warning people like, let's take it easy on the impeachment stuff. <laughs> hey, can you close those blinds? Because I'm literally going blind from those blinds. Um, they're doing their job. Yeah. And they're not afraid to fail. Blinding blinds? Blinding blinds. Oh, you're missing That's them. It's a new band. You're missing everything. Oh. Hey! You're part of it. When I say it in that inflection, like blinding blinds? You're part of it. So you're not getting out of this daily. Whoa, what happened? Where was uh what at what point in your life do you think you were the most depressed? Have you dealt with depression? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um pretty pretty recently. I mean Okay. I think uh I, I go through it and, and it goes hand in hand with, with, with my uh drug abuse. Right. Which has gotten out of hand in a few times here and there, and it's not I, I think it's it think it's linked. Because mm-hmm. if you're depressed, you want to feel better, so you reach out to something you know that's gonna push you over that and make you not think about that kind of shit for a while, and uh, and then that actually, and that just makes it worse. Well, that's, you feel good for that high, right? And then when that shit wears off, you're deeper than it's like the snake eating its tail. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. That, that is what it is, and and that's what RTG is going through, and I've been through that myself, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. So do you think the height of your drug abuse is probably the most depressed you were? Do you think that those are t- in tandem with each other? Oh, yeah, definitely. And 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 the fucked up thing is, is I'm a pretty smart guy. I realize what's yeah. happening to me, and like I just don't know a better way to deal with it sometimes. Right. So, uh, yeah. But well, I, I could imagine if you didn't know what was going on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's chemically imbalanced <coughs> brain that happens. I, I don't know. So. I think so because as we as we go along in this, you'll see that there's people who shouldn't really have a problem or a care in the world who still go through depression, like people who are wealthy, well, who could just go off to an island if they wanted yeah. to and and just live a quiet life. They still go through that. Well, that's another thing, man. It, it, I don't have any sympathy for rich people. Yeah, I know you don't. Because, man, to me, like if I was in those depressed moments of my life and I had a, a few million dollars at my that's disposal. A lie. You, I think I'd get right over that shit. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna get that fucking uh, Ferrari. I don't think it works that way. And, and, and material and shit really makes me happy. That way. It does, but for how long? The material, the material. Well, that's the thing. When you're that rich, that little bit of ha- that te- maybe it only gives you ten minutes of happiness. But I guarantee I'd have about twenty fucking. But don't you see the parallel between uh, material possessions and drugs? And drugs? It's the oh, same it's the thing. Same thing. You're using something to bring yourself out to to false falsely bring but yourself I don't, I don't out of something. Think you go into a shame spiral when you look out and there's like two two. Well, fucking... maybe you do though. Yeah. Maybe you do if you well, have. Oh no, man, have... I got a real problem buying Ferraris. Well, what about shit. this? Well, yeah. What, what about this? What if you have a garage full of fourteen Ferraris and then you're driving your Ferrari down the street and you see some dude digging cans out of a fucking garbage can that's not going to make you feel some sort of guilt or a it guy digging me. through his yeah. garbage can 
with <laughs> a guy digging through Not the garbage so can with someone next to him, also a friend or a or a boyfriend girlfriend whatever, and you see that person, you got fourteen Ferraris. This guy's got the love of another person, right? And and you don't, and then that person, and that makes you want to kill that person. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's another thing. It's like you're 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 definitely like whenever I see a dude gunning down the fucking parkway in like a fucking in a Maserati or something like that, I never I never have once had the had the uh, had the inclination to think like, oh man, that guy's got his shit together. I feel like that guy is compensating, and not even just the <laughs> the regular small penis joke or whatever. I'm just talking about like that guy has a hole that he's fucking filling in his life, you know? Yes, and, he is. Yeah, and and so. <laughs> <laughs> Daly's like for those of you at home. Daly is just like giving that that yeah. nod of approval. Mm-hmm. Like good, good for you. Good for that guy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's another thing. Is like another one of these life moments that we're talking about. Like understanding imposter syndrome, understanding that everyone's got problems and all that stuff. I think another thing that really is a life changing moment is when you understand that money and material uh, is it, money and material items aren't ever going to make you happy. I don't know. No. They, they make me pretty happy. I but I don't think, going back to what you said But before, falsely, <laughs> just like the Coke and everything. Yeah, right? you, you said that you, you don't feel any empathy for do, people. Do you, do you guys have Coke? <laughs> no. What's up? <laughs> nah. Oh, all right. You, you said, Maybe if this was 97. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I would gladly share it with you and then just do one line and take a shit and pass out. <laughs> Wake up to the two oh, you going, <laughs> I would fucking do it for the next four days and spend about 17 hours talking about the first girl I've ever kissed. That'd be a crazy time machine if, if we went back and it was the three of us and you and Daly were actually ripping up an eight ball. I pass out, wake up, look at the both of you. You're both on your knees on the coffee table like, mm, 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 mm. and then Daly actually eventually passes it out and then Deb's like, oh, so I guess we're going to bed. Oh, I guess three days later, everyone's going home. Like all of a sudden people have life responsibilities. Bullshit. Yeah. It it's, I'm already disappointed by it. And it's not even happening. It hasn't happened yet. And it's fucking <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> But no, going back, Daily, what I've been trying to say as I swat a fruit fly out of your you face. you swinging at me, bro? You fucking, you have empathy. You're saying you don't, but you do. And I'll give you a, a prime example of that, and we can go right into it and continue this discussion. But what is your first daily grind today? Because it's not a fucking fun daily grind. It's a, I think it's, it's a serious daily well, grind. Well, you're telling me it's serious. I, 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 I let's know. let's go into it because it continues what we're talking about right now. So sure. I'm going to change the subject. So I'll still hit you with your music. But we've got a different uh, adaptation. Now, there's no way to feel depressed while this music's on, by the way. So let's just all rejoice for a little bit. Oh. Oh, this is the new bed, yeah. Never mind, I am depressed. Is this from Jurassic Park? (laughs) Yes. This is when Jar Jar finally eats the Velociraptor. Who's a Jar Jar This is called Ode to Jar Jar. You said people gonna die? Oh, sad Jar Jar. Yeah, I don't this is this is kinda sad. That's because this is what what's your daily grind, dude? So uh Carrie Fisher's autopsy uh came back. Mm-hmm. Autopsy reveals a cocktail of drugs, including Coke, uh-huh, opiates, and ecstasy. Okay. Oh wait, so no prescriptions in there. I was, well, I, was I mean, it's opiates. Right? It could have been. It could have been. Could have been. Yeah. I mean, actually, the one I read, uh, the story I read, actually <laughs> said heroin. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if they can di- differentiate that in a, in a test, a mm-hmm. post mortem autopsy mm-hmm. drug test. I don't. I don't know. I think an opiate shows up as an opiate. They yeah. Don't, they don't really know if it was oxycodones or. Right. Um. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it, that's weird. Uh, for one, I knew I knew she had issues with that kind of shit in the eighties. Yeah. Kind of figured as an older lady that she wasn't rocking that way anymore. But uh, yeah. Well, okay. Number one, she, once she an was. addict, always an addict. Right. I mean, look at Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nobody knew he had. Wouldn't have guessed a heroin thing, and then he died. You know. Um. But I mean, Carrie Fisher could be the poster child for for. Uh, for manic and depressive issues. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really follow her like that. Uh, oh, dude, she had a complete history. She wrote. Oh books yeah, about she wrote. Yeah. I, I I know that. I haven't read any of them. I uh, yeah, but that's uh, it's, it's a bummer. You're right. Yeah. Now now I'm depressed. Well, I mean, look, look at, <laughs> you got here her text her toxicology report, right? Yeah. So uh, the review found evidence of cocaine, yeah. methadone, MDMA, better known as ecstasy, if you didn't know, right? Which I love, by the way. I don't blame her for that one. Alcohol and opiates. Now, if... And, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Well, that's, go ahead. that's when she was rushed to the hospital. That yeah. She yeah. Found on that's the when the bitch died. But, so... Wait, did, did I say bitch? You see, you can't... When it comes to death... <laughs> I think that's a de- uh, 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 defense mechanism. Yeah, it is. Totally, totally. Humor has always been my defense mechanism. But, uh, but um, uh... But th- that doesn't necessarily mean she died from those substances. They were just traced in her body. Well, yeah. I mean, the, what he's got here in the article that, that shows the test results, it says that it suggests that there was an exposure to heroin, but that the dose and time of exposure can't be pinpointed. Right. So they can't ex- establish the significance of the heroin in her system, uh, being like if it was a cause of death in this particular case. Right. Um, but it the, shows coke, here, the coke was... Uh, you know, consumed within the 72 previous hours. So that she was, yeah. That's still making her heart go pitter-pat. Yeah. Uh, Her cause of death was listed as sleep apnea with other factors. So, I mean, yeah, it was all that. Right. You know, cardiac arrest. But, yeah, if you're not breathing, that's going to stress your heart. And if it's already been stressed from cocaine, MDMA, heroin, fucking, yeah, she, she went out. Um. And she had a big word in, in the thing with her heart. Did you see that word that was in there? It says, in addition to the oh, listed cause of death. I don't Arthiosclerotic heart disease. Damn, good job, Daly. Yeah. Yeah. Scrotic. Nah, I fucked that up. Arthiosclerotic heart disease? There's no, there's no R. Atherosclerotic. Atherosclerotic heart disease and drug use. That what? Yeah, dude, I didn't even see that word. I didn't go far down enough. That's I, I was, like, I was please I, read this because these words. I was are like, bullshit. nah, man, it, that's there's a couple in there, but I don't. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Dick. I would have just skipped it. Sorry. So I so I can only imagine uh, what this information is is uh, making happen out in the oh, yeah. greater. Everyone's like, see, she was a fucking drug addict, blah blah blah, because. There's nothing people like to do more than to shame the dead because what that does was allow allow them not to worry about their own mortality. Right. Well, she was doing heroin, so of course she died. I'm not going to die when I'm 60 because I'm not a heroin addict. But this was shame, compound. shame, shame, Princess Leia. This is compound because she's Princess Leia, I believe, because there are tons of articles of people saying, "Oh, the autopsy report came out, and it was uh, her death was a count of." Mind your own fucking business. Right. Like, people are like... Good. She That's the way it person. fucking should be. Her daughter came out and, and put out a statement that said, My mom battled drug addiction and mental illness her entire life. She ultimately died of it. She was purposefully open in all of her work about social stigmas surrounding these diseases. Mm-hmm. So her, her daughter, uh, Billy Lord, um, said that. And, and, her, and her brother made an announcement as well. He said that his, his sister's battle with drugs and bipolar disorder slowly but surely put her health in jeopardy over many, many years. He said, honestly, 
I hoped we would grow old together, but after her death, nobody was shocked. Right. Which makes me think of you. Because we've had many a conversations about RTG where you yeah. were like, I want to do everything I can for this person. Right. And I don't want it to be that an untimely death comes to this person and nobody will be shocked. Yeah. Because that's sad. Yeah. And like, and, and what Daly's saying about how wealthy you could buy it, you can't. She's proof. She's another person that's proof. She came out of Hollywood royalty. She had her mom was Debbie Reynolds, who actually wound up dying yeah, out like of heartache. The day like, after. Yeah, yeah. She, she died uh, on the 24th. Depressing. Her mom died on the 28th. But like these are the things that you know the effects. We we had that episode where we talked about the effects of drug addiction, yeah. and and this is totally it. But it's also put together with you know things people don't understand, like bipolar disorders and 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 depression and and things that people are like, don't be such a pussy. Everyone's yeah, going through that's, this. That's the yeah, that's the. Uh, it's like you don't know. You and know I've and I've is. taken that stance in point in points in my yeah, life me too, out of my own ignorance yeah. and out of my own insecurity. But uh, but um. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's the way people get. But again, it, it, you have to even see that as what it is. And that's a defense mechanism against their own fucking full blown panic of yeah. the fact that they're going to die someday and maybe prematurely. And, you know, and, and, uh, and so it, the, the louder and the prouder that they declare the fact that they're not dealing with any mental issues <laughs> and shame on somebody that does and, and, and extra shame on somebody that might self medicate because of those medical issues. You know, uh, it, it makes them feel like they're off the hook from the inevitable fucking death that we're all going to deal with. Yeah. Again, another uh, another unifying thing that we should all feel like brings us together instead of apart is the fact that we're all on this uh, uh, all on this earth for a finite amount of time, uh, and none of this shit that we're dealing with, like the fighting and the fussing, my friends, are going to fucking, you know, I don't. Yeah. Why? Why bother? Of tall boy and a half just, in, and I'm fucking. I'm. This is no, my you, rant. You know, like you're you're right to quote your your John Lennon to continue that, but um, people don't under people spend more time on focusing on differences than thinking about common ground. Right. Which we, if you look at it, we all have so much more common ground. Yeah. I mean, like, why focus on the oh that guy's so much better? Why not focus on the fact that you know not not to do it darkly, but like. We all have our demons, mm -hmm. and we all should just lift each other up together, right? And and not sit here and try and be like, I'm better than at least five people in this room. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Think about the the common thread that you all secretly go home and wonder if if tomorrow's your last day, or if if you've done a good enough job, right? Or if you've told enough people that you love them, right? You know, like even the darkest of people has that thought. I, I I think with my hope for humanity that every single person has that thought every night or at least several times a week, have I done a good enough job? Mm -hmm. Like, am I being the best person I can be? Yes, I, I struggle with that a lot. And, and that is something that I struggle with a lot. I, I think about that all the time. I'm like, am I being... And <laughs> the answer is obviously no. But, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to get, like, you know, uh, donate more and, and, and volunteer more and and or just even just, like, walking by people and just being like... Like, hey, you're part of it. You know, I, I hate saying it. Like, I'm not even trying to make a gimmick out of it, but just being like, hey, like, I, I don't know, man. It, it, I feel like we're regressing from that, too. And especially in our political climate now, I feel like people that, that are really living with an ego are really living with their insecurities that mm -hmm. really need to be the loudest about these things are now having, sorry, Daily Carte Blanche to really fucking run rampant with that. And it's poisoning 
it's poisoning a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know. I try to do my best to keep it positive. I know recently I talked about I gave. See a guy now a I'm depressed. I want to go back to sleep. Me, I'll give you a happy one because I, I recently uh, two weeks ago had a, had a good one. The guy threw um, the change back in your face. Since then, right? And you were like, oh, you know, maybe that does make you want to do it. I was uh, walking back from a job site at Four World Trade, and there's always this fruit stand that I get fruit at all uh-huh. the time. And um, there was a homeless dude just sitting there panhandling, and I I had gotten it was like three bananas for whatever, so I got that. And the dude was sitting there, and I was just like, "Hey, buddy, do you would you like a banana or two bananas? I'm really only going to eat one." And I I just bought it. And he was like, "Thank you, uh, I appreciate it. I just I don't like bananas." And I was like, "What do you like?" And he was like, "I love peaches." And I was like, "Can I get you peaches?" And uh-huh. he was just like, "That would be fucking." And his face like was like, "Yeah, please." And I got him peaches, and I got him a bottle of water. And the dude was like, "Thank you so much." And yeah, it felt fucking great. And yeah. I was just like, "See, like if you keep poking and you keep trying and you keep making an effort." You're going to get that feeling and, and hopefully he ate those peaches or maybe even like later I was like hoping that maybe he shared those peaches with someone else, else he knows. Yeah. But like the, the, the deal is to just find something like do something, care about something. Yeah. And, and stop living so far inside yourself, which is what we all do. It's, it, you know, it, and it's, it's something that I'm guessing is inherent in being a human, but also something that you have to fight against. Mm. You know, like there's always those people that are just generous and those people are awesome. But I'm not that person. I didn't grow up that way. <clears throat> I had to teach myself to be that way. Yeah. And I still struggle with that. You know, like I, I, I if, you know, my my general inclination is to uh, is to pull back from from new people. And, and, you know, but but it should be the exact opposite. I'm like that, too. I'm, yeah, I'm very. <laughs> very excuse me very cautious of like this letting motherfuckers people get me sick yeah no, for sure no it's you've been aiming too. them calls right at me you've seen that shit right here's a fact when daily was living here i could be across the room and if i sneezed he would take his shirt and put it over <laughs> his face oh yeah be because like, that's like a michael jackson mask yeah, it's really like, uh, filtering out the fucking toxins man right I'd, be like, I'd be like yeah cobra way to go you, got, you just stopped gi joe from germs i got super aids i can't be catching that shit yeah I hear you. Nothing's getting through that blockade of fucking germs and diseases <laughs> into your system. The AIDS is fighting the herpes. It's fighting the fucking. Uh, I know that anal warts. Yeah, I know that there's kind things you've done daily. You you, I do you hide under that persona. What, like give I hand up. out change the hobos on the reg. <laughs> I get, I get like these guys. He tried. He tried. That was, that was as much as I give, I give money to filthy vagrants all the time, man. You know, I tell dirty broads they look all right every day. No, actually, I, I don't know. They crazy homeless people love me and I, and I like, I, you know, I love them back. Weren't you nice to that guy in Detroit or you just saw him try to kid rock or Eminem? No, that dude was, was, I don't know. There was a guy he was watching, like he would pack up every day. Oh no, that was DC. Oh, that wasn't no, true. No, that guy was dangerous. That guy had some real issues. Um, <coughs> the guy walked up to a car while Daly was watching him from a window, right? He like crept up on this car. We used to watch this guy every morning. He'd, uh-huh. he'd, uh, he, he had a tent and he'd set it up in front of this little photo, uh, store, like a camera store, photo accessories, whatever the fuck it was. But that's where he stayed every night. And, uh, every morning at like 5.30 through 6 a.m., he would, uh, methodically pack up this tent. Like mil- with military precision, like packed it up, folded it all up, and then he had this like rolling cart, uh, like a furniture dolly type cart, stand- mm-hmm. standing vertical, and he had like a stack, like a four foot stack of newspapers, and then he'd throw the tent folded up neatly, almost the same size as a newspaper, which is amazing because it was like a two man tent, mm-hmm. and then he'd uh, 
go go about his business, roll roll it down the street and head off for the day, whatever he, wherever he goes for the day. Uh, watch him do this for like a couple months, and then one morning, he was a little off. He he was packing his shit up, but you could see he was just having a, uh, an argument with an invisible person, just kind of looking around, just yelling. And then I seen him pull out a fucking pipe. I don't know if he was smoking crack or heroin or what the fuck he was smoking. But that made me more fucking agitated and more fucking irritable and like crazy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You or him? You just said made me. Made him. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hey, no, you didn't say made me. Uh, Is this like a Tyler Durden yeah, situation? Like, I was like, wait, did we just break through this story? <laughs> and smoking that, that hair on really made me crazy. Uh, so no, now, now he's like all yelling and agitated. He's smoking something out of a pipe. I don't know what the fuck's going on. He creeps out into the street with a fucking knife in his hand. Oh, Jesus. And now, now, uh, rush, morning rush hour traffic's just starting to hit. It's around seven, which is really odd for this guy. He's usually gone by six, six thirty. Uh, and he like gets a like a low crouch, like a fucking GTA five like crouch yeah. about, about to jack someone's car, reaches for the fucking car handle with an, uh, the knife in his other hand. Like I'm like, oh shit. I don't know whether I should intervene. I don't know what the fuck, but I'm just I'm gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he just stands up, puts the knife in his pocket, walks back to his little cart and walks the fuck away. I was like, oh, so he came to like the brink of about to fucking he was about assault to fuck and then somebody up. and then and then pulled it back. That's yeah, it a, was, that's interesting. It was uh and and then we were yeah, guy had uh had some issues, <laughs> but yeah, like we've been saying, who doesn't? That guy just had a little more than most. I'm gonna be honest, Ellie. Producer Dave really did depress me with that. <laughs> like before the show, he was saying that this was going to be a, oh, serious, don't worry. a serious show. Don't worry. And now I'm now I'm uh, like uh, two tall boys into the show. The and next daily grind will bring you right the fuck oh, out of it. And from there back. on, I, I think we should it's just smooth uh, sailing. We'll, we'll abandon this depressing shit. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, he he asked me before the show if if I how many people I knew that committed suicide, and I started thinking about it. And the number is kind of fucking astounding. It's not giant. It's not uh, like fucking 30 or, you know, but, but for the, for the amount of years that I've been on this earth to know, uh, the amount of people that have decided that they, they don't want to be a part of it anymore. Fucking, uh, is They're not part of it now. <laughs> is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. That question kind of fucking freaked I, me out um, a little bit. I only have one, but now, and I'm not saying, well, mine trumps yours, but. But I'm kind of saying that. Well, it depends on how close the people are. Exactly. Uh, the guy that the only person I've known in my life to take his own life uh, was was a guy I, I joined the army with. Really? Spent four years living in the same uh, room. I can imagine. Well, yeah, and, both uh, of you guys being in the service, I, I would imagine that you would know more than he, that. He didn't do it while in the army. We got out and we both went our separate ways. And I, I, I kept looking for this guy on the Internet. I'm like, yeah, what, whatever happened to Sergio? I'd like to fucking you yeah. know, shoot the shit with the guy. It's been 10 plus years. Uh, and through my internet sleuthing, found out that he, uh, oddly enough, w- was on like Route 80, stopped at a rest stop, climbed up a tree and hung himself. Jesus. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And that, that's what I read from a, like a newspaper article when I finally, I just did like a Google search for his name and it didn't come right up. I mean, I had to do some digging, but yeah, it's just yeah. one. You only yeah. have one. Yeah. I was saying that I would imagine you guys both being in the service. Would at least know by proxy. I knew of. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Not, not anyone. Because that's such a that's such an epidemic. Yeah, that is uh, a is people that serve our country ended up killing themselves because of the, you know, again, I don't want to get political about it, but because of the shitty, you know, you spend all your time 
doing this, making little money, and then you come out into the real world, and it's basically the same as getting out of fucking jail. It's like fucking what's his name from Shawshank Redemption, you know, gets out. Brooks. Oh yeah, Brooks, Brooks. doesn't understand why <laughs> what cars are. Brooks was here, and fucking uh, and and then you know they can't assimilate because of the stigmas again that we were talking about. Like people don't want to hire. Uh, a, a veteran, a, a veteran, because they believe that they have these mental problems, yeah. and they and they and they want to just say suck it up, dude. Like, and uh, and and they don't get the chances that they need, and it leads to a depression, which leads to suicide, which is just horrible. It's <laughs> luckily I served in pretty much peacetime, so there yeah, wasn't me, that stigma for hiring vets. Right. People loved hiring us. Yeah, I kind of already didn't... lost touch with the people that I was in in uh, the guard with, but I know of more deaths. I only know of one suicide. Yeah. And, uh, and that was, that was actually a person I went to boot camp with. It wasn't even a person in the guard. Really? But he was, he was a lifer. So you only know <clears throat> one person that committed suicide? No. I, mean, oh, first, I was going to say. Only one military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know at least five people that have committed suicide. Isn't that stunning? And of all ages. And yeah. actually there was one, um, I won't count it as, as a suicide because his family, um, thinks that it was an accident, but it was like a kid. Uh, a young kid, a friend's, a friend of a friend's like nephew who was locally around here. Mm-hmm. And it, it made a big impact. Um, but the kid was so upset, uh, of something happened with, uh, school or fight, fighting with the parents or yeah. something. And was, I think, you know, they think that he was trying to like threaten them, but accidentally he killed himself. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so he was trying to do yeah. what many of my ex girlfriends in high school did were like, yeah, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> but we have mutual friends I know. That have been on really bad like uh, situations like that. We have mutual friends that have family members mm-hmm. that have gone through that. And I, I have friends that try. I have friends yeah. that tried, that like legit tried, and it didn't work out. And then luckily they didn't. They didn't try again. Yeah. But that all that all goes back to what we were talking about before. Is like if you have the information there, like if you know. If like these these kids, uh, like you remember when they were the the whole bullying thing, and they had that campaign where they were saying it gets better, yeah. and uh, people were making fun of that. But but ultimately, that was a great campaign because that's again people were looking at that like in financial success or whatever material success, like all the shit that we actually think is important that's not. But I didn't see it that way. What I saw that thing as is that is that if you live longer and learn things it gets better because of what we were talking about you understand that there's other people out there dealing with this there's other people out there that you could you could hang out with and be a part of and uh and so i thought that was a great campaign and and when you're a kid you know you're so far into your own ego because of all the things that you've learned growing up your whole life that it's easy to think that that you're you're is this outcast that no one's ever going to love that no one's that nobody likes that you're just this horrible person and take those drastic steps but you know that's why just talking about it in general is just the greatest thing that you could do I don't know yeah when I was doing the research like Jenny came home yesterday and, and she was like joking about it too like she was like oh you could do like Heather's like teenage suicide don't do yeah that. yeah but when I was doing the, this other article and the next one. Um, we pretty much have, have kind of done the, the, the one talking about uh, Carrie Fisher. And uh-huh. The next one is, is mine. It's an article I had a few months ago. Is it still depressing? <clears throat> they're all, dep- they're okay. all linked. Um, we got we to gotta get through uh, this, we, though. We'll get through them. Because I'm, just, I'm, I'm, to I'm about to about fucking it snuff it because out. Because it totally killed me that we know so many people when I was thinking about it. And, and the age category, you think it's, it's youth, right? It's not. Yeah. It's older people. 
Right. The larger people that commit suicide are the people with the mortgages and the jobs and the and the, or lack of jobs and right. the, the, all that shit. And <clears throat> I found this article months ago, and and I wanted to talk about it when we were just you know trying to dive into the stuff with RTG. And it's an article I found on on CNN about Gen Xers and baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And it said the article was about them. They appear to be suffering serious psychological distress. Baby boomers, because baby boomers are in their 60s and 70s now. Yep. So the article shows you it's a serious psychological distress refers to a mental health problem that is severe enough to require treatment. And like you're saying is that people like have to know, what was the, the, the slogan that you were saying just now? It gets better. It gets better. Yeah. So that was a, a thing to really let people know that there is something out there. There's a support group. But nowadays, with the way the government has been running things like that, they're not putting a lot of things out there, and a lot of people don't know well, where they can get help. And also, It Gets Better <clears throat> was, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I believe that was generally um, focused towards uh, homosexual like children yeah, and, and, and teens that, that, were, that were getting bullied for that, and they're letting them know is that as you get older, it'll get better. And that is certainly going by the wayside with this new administration. It's probably the, the progress that we've made on that is probably being reversed drastically. Yeah, it's it's part of uh, it gets better is part of the it gets better project, um, which is is definitely directed towards the uh, LGBTQ right um, people. Like if you go on to uh, itgetsbetter.org, it's uh, it's definitely focused in that Wait, way. What, what was the acronym again? LGBTQ. Sounds like a delicious sandwich. It does. <laughs> Let me get an LGBTQ, <laughs> please, with extra mayonnaise. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like there's, and by mayonnaise, I mean, come daily because Word. I take all kinds. No, I'm sorry. That, I have two tall boys and I'm frothy, screaming that out. Frothy. I'm an hour one of drinking. You think I can make it for another 15 hours? Yes. I think okay, so. good. I think you got it. All I right. think you're going to be looking at me and daily. Like, is do, that all you got? Do you have a, uh, a, a pile of mozzarella? Oh, can I, all right. Can I break up the, the depressiveness real quick? Okay. All right. But briefly, briefly, because I really wanted to tell you this guy's, uh, this story because we talked about the wedding that we went to last episode, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about well, how not I, daily he was stuck here on the couch. Yeah, when I uh, w- um, and uh, how I drank for sixteen hours, and slowly there's been um, social media pictures and stuff that are coming out where I'm just like, okay, you know, there's Dev Dog Hour fourteen or whatever. But you look good and all. No, I'm not worried about my looks. Like I'm, I'm used to being an ugly fuck. But uh, but um, there was a video that uh, the sister of the bride put on Facebook. And, uh, uh, and, um, sorry. And, uh, and I saw it pop up. I was not tagged in it. It popped up on her thing. And I saw the sister holding a sword. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I saw the sister holding a sword because the sister, uh, during her, be- uh, speech, uh, bridesmaid speech or whatever it may be, maid of honor, maid of honor speech, she took the sword and popped off the, the Sa- cap of the champagne as you do. Bottle. And it was, it was fantastic. And um, so this is much later on in the hotel bar that we were all hanging out in. And I see a video and the still the thumbnail of the video is her with the sword. So I looked at it and my first inclination was, oh, man, she was she had that sword out. I'm so pissed off that I missed that. Then I hit play on the video and realized that I was the person winging mozzarella sticks at her in order for her to slice them with the sword. So I literally do not remember (laughs) any of this oh, any of it 
I didn't even think that. As man, I, I wish I could have seen that shit. I was like, oh man, I wish I was there. I hit play. I saw myself. I or obviously orchestrated the whole thing. And then I watched it and I was like, of course. Of course you did. Of course you did. All right, sorry. Let's move back to dep- the depressing staff. Oh, I'm sorry to do it. But yeah, so we're talking about good. serious psychological distress. Um, and I need another this, beer. The study was done by Judith Weissman. Um, she was the lead author of a study and a research manager at New York University's Langone Medical Center. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but her, her study found that 3.4% of adult Americans, or more than 8.3 million people, suffer serious psychological distress or suffered from it in 2014. So nearly a decade earlier of that study, so like about 2004, only 3% or less were reported to have stu- suffered in the same way. <coughs> So, but okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you think that's because people are being more honest about it now than than before? I don't. I think back, you know, it's not going too far that people wouldn't, and there was really no stigma to it. I don't know. I I do feel like it it, it may not be completely drastic, but I do feel like a decade ago it was it was there was more of a stigma. I I like I like the way they dealt with it in the forties. You just shove that shit down. down, Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling bad? Fucking (laughs) bury that deep. Got shit and, to do. I don't know. I don't think that works. No, I don't know. And it doesn't work for the benefit of other people, specifically younger people. Yeah. Well, and and in this study, the, that's what the, I do. It's working for me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> sure. Is, is it though? Is it is it really working? Is it for though? You? No. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> going on to the study that Weissman <laughs> Weissman is talking about it in here, and she says what's been most surprising isn't necessarily that the overall numbers have been increased but that the cohort that is most impacted has changed. She continues on and says, there's a newfound high-risk group, middle-aged adults, that's adults from about the age of 45 to 59 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's Wait, daily. they bumped middle age up to 45? Yep. That's right. Holy <laughs> shit. Congratulations, everybody in this room. We're oh, not middle-aged yet. Take that shit. Yo, I hope that keeps happening my whole life because like, when I was younger, middle age was 35. And now that I'm about 35, it's 40. And now now that I'm getting close to 40, it's 45. So hopefully when I'm 45, it's 50. Well, and I, I'll never be middle aged. I look at it this way. And, uh, I'm going to die when I'm 75 and they're going to be like, middle aged man. He died so young. In 1790, died from depression. We'd, we'd be considered elderly. Oh, right? I know. We'd yeah. be considered immortals. And as we, <laughs> as we should be. Yeah. But yeah, 45 to 59 in the U.S., and these people had been previously had not been thought to be at high risk for mental illness or suicide, and now the studies are showing that they are. So Weissman and the co-researchers based their analysis on data from the National Health Interview Survey. It was conducted by annually by the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. More than 35,000 households participate, including more than 200,000 people between the ages of 18 and 64 from all 50 states and across all major ethnic and socioeconomic groups. So it's not just like one spot. This isn't like the sex survey where we had like 2,000 people yeah, here or there. Right. This is a good amount of people. And then the researchers examined the responses from the national surveys conducted in 2006 through 2014. Specifically, they looked at the 11 indicators of healthcare for 207,853 adults, of whom nearly 60% were between the ages of 18 and 44. Roughly two-thirds of those were white, while nearly a third had college education or more, yeah, about 38% had an annual family income of 400% or higher than the, than the federal poverty level. Right. So these were, you know, these are like people where people are like, suck it up, yeah. like you're not even homeless. But the survey also measures serious psychological distress. And uh, serious, serious psychological distress is a validated scale. It's well regarded and it's used in national surveys to measure the mental health of the community. 
um, stated Weissman. Now, this is where I was, this is where when I was doing this research, I was like, oh shit. And it kind of hit me home. Okay. It says respondents are asked about six negative emotional states, sadness, feeling worthless, being unable to make efforts, nervousness, feeling fidgety and exhaustion. I have felt all of these things. Yes, of course you have because you're them. human. When I we, read this, everybody I was has. Like, Holy fuck. Like I was like I felt all of that. There were times where I was like on the bed or even be, like when Jenny and I first started dating, I was unemployed for a little while and the way I didn't lose any money was because I was depressed and I just stayed home and I didn't spend any money unless I was with Jenny. Yeah. Like you didn't see me. Right. When she was at work, I was literally in a ball Listening to music, being like, fuck, how do I have this girl? I am what alone. What am I going to do? I am I'm utterly, utterly al- alone. alone. Yes. And then I called Winona Ryder, and Winona Ryder was like, oh, well, my fucking shit's on mute. Hey! You're part of it. Now, Thank let me just Winona say this Ryder. seriously. Winona Ryder, always part of it. Always. Part always. Of it. Never if there's alone. one, if there's somebody that's, hey, you're part of it, <laughs> uh, uh, number one is going to be Winona Ryder. Oh, oh my God. Someone Winona Ryder. Yes. I All love right. how confused she looks about how people love her. I love you. <laughs> what? You said thinking people going to love me? Um, Jar Jar Banks. You said people going to die? You said people going to die? Nice. Jar Jar, I'm sorry, Daily, but Jar Jar Banks, he's part of it. He's part um, of it. Oh, my, my, I love you. This <laughs> is humble servant. That one be nice. I love the fact that you fucking went and got Jar Jar Binks uh, sound effects because of this ongoing joke I have now. This embarrassing. That was not <laughs> Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Daily and I had a nice little discussion about the, the impact Jar Jar Binks is going to have on this show. Oh, Jar Jar Binks by far. Oh, the greatest. Oh, moi, moi, I love you. Greatest character created in the Star Wars universe. And now, by I think far, you're, I think you're getting this. What the Misa saying? Look at that. That's <laughs> fucking genius. That's like Bukowski. That's like reading Bukowski, hearing that. <laughs> Going back to our serious tone, because you, you know Jar Jar really keeps it. Sorry, I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. The, the, um, well, we needed it. We yes. needed a little bit. Yeah, of because that. I'm telling you, when I read these things, I was just like, Jesus, I can't believe this. And then that—that's where now in this state that I'm in with meditation and everything. Yes. Like like the day where I fucking thought Daily hung up on me and, and I was just like, like, it's still there. Yeah. You just have to recognize it. You're always fighting it. it. You're always fighting it. You always have to accept it. Like Daily totally called it out because Daily knows me well enough. And like I've said this before, everyone who can possibly deal with me on a massive like of times uh, who sees me a lot. I yeah. Say, and knows how to accept me for me. I thank each and every one of you because <laughs> I know that I'm not perfect and I know that it takes a village to raise for, a child to raise this child. Yeah. And um, that day where I fucking thought he hung up on me and my immediate reaction was, you can go fuck yourself. Right. And then he responds with like something. <laughs> bless you. Get your, get your shirt on your face. Right. Daily, daily fucking sneeze. But his initial reaction is like, he knows me and he's like, ah, oh, it's just horrible. Let's give him two, three, four. And then he calls me and I'm like, Oh, I just sent you a really bad text message. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And where, I try not to make the same mistakes or people who probably suffer like this try not to make the same mistakes. You do. You're human. And to have people who can back you up and, 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 and accept you for you, but you have to make some work too. Like he was like, did you get your meditation? And I was like, no, I didn't. And then I go to meditate and I think about those things and I focus on them and I try to yeah. get past it. Well, or ex- just visualize it, see it. It's been a it's been a while since I've pushed meditation on this podcast, and I've really tried not to because there was a while where I talk about it all the time. It's worth I it. I've said it 
a million times on here, and I say it all the time uh, at nauseum around all the people that I hang out with, but there is nothing in my life that I have done that has changed my life more than meditation. And the reason why is this, is you understand, if you get deep enough into meditation, it allows you to understand that those inclinations that you have, that those quick thoughts are nothing but just thoughts that you could dismiss until you have the real inf- information. So you don't you don't live a life where you're assuming and then feeling the action because psychosomatically you can if you think something your body reacts to it, right? So if you're living in the emotion, if you're if you cannot separate yourself from the thought and the emotion, you're going to have the physical feeling of those emotions. So if daily hangs up on you, what was it? He didn't text. I thought he did. His, yeah, his phone just hung and, up. And on and you think he lost to, signal. And you th- automatically assumed that Daly hung up on you because he's being a dick or because he's pissed on you. Because I was ragging on him to get his articles today. Then your then your body then you you can <laughs> you physically will go through whatever uh, situation your body would go through if that was the real thing, whatever anger yeah. or jealousy or whatever the situation provides. If if you learn that those thoughts. Are something that that aren't real at first, and you and you understand how to take them and process them, and then dismiss them. It takes a whole level of fucking stress out of your body, yeah. and it also puts you on a whole different level of living, of of processing yeah. un- information, and, you know, and, while, and forgiving yeah. things that happen. And like, and 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 you know, I say thanks to Daly because he he laughs while we tell the story. <laughs> Shit was funny to me. Yeah, I, I was like, yo, I'm, he's flipping out. It's I'm, never serious. I'm lucky to have a person like Daly who can instantly diffuse me. And I look at those normally years ago. I would have just felt embarrassed. And it would have just been a, a ball of like I'm, I still fucking get embarrassed about a fart I did in, in the basketball courts in first grade, right? Like, but with daily, as like, you should so though, because close. that shit stunk. Yeah, dude, she fucking did not want to make it. <laughs> but um, I feel I don't feel embarrassed, but I feel like hey, it's just proof that you got to keep working and and be thankful for friends like daily that that can deal with and, and handle and diffuse you oh, yeah. such a good I know life. that motherfucker's got a he's got a, a quick short temper fuse, yeah. short fuse I know I've, I've seen, seen I've seen it yeah and he's really I've and, always, you know yeah. I'm very thankful I, I I rag on daily a lot a lot mm-hmm. but like to have a friend like daily is is oh, awesome this and, is and I might snap and kill you one day if you yeah take that shit and also too he's far. got the police baton under his fucking bed and if, you know among other things yeah oh no <laughs> I, only have, I only have a shotgun and a 400 hour lightsaber yeah, you know? right, a lightsaber and a tomahawk okay oh only those I'm gonna switch a uh, switch <coughs> oh I got more than that in my house that's it I mean not shotgun <laughs> but I only keep those things in case I have to kill dev <laughs> yes and well, no. I forgot the stipulations all you, for killing all, death, all, all You're you, part of it. You're part of it. <laughs> oh, please. Why you're killing me. No, I don't want you to stab me or lightsaber me or tomahawk me. I, 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 if I die. Fleshlight. Or I sleep too long. I just want you to douse me in lighter fluid and light me on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because you don't want to be <coughs> brought back. He doesn't want to come I just back. Don't be in, I just, yeah, I just don't want to you know. Yo, you don't want to know that you're in a... Uh, in a box, yeah. In a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's in the fucking box? Yeah, but you do want to be in the box. You Give said, me the watch. You said you, you'll gladly be Bill Murray on fire in the box as long yeah, as Yeah, but as long as I'm getting lit on over. fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I'm in a box for like a couple minutes, that's yeah. fine. But I don't want to be in a box for eternity underground. I would put you in under a slow burn. <laughs> okay, if you need to. I would let you simmer. That's full. Just that's in fine. case you come back. No, don't let me simmer. You yeah. might just have toasty buns, but no, we'll I have want, you back. I want to quickly. Here's the deal. No, I'm gonna call you Toasty Buns Fairy. Do you know? <laughs> sure, many people have have before. Um, 
do you know that scene in Terminator 2 when uh when the fucking uh Skynet like fucking bomb hits and she's holding on to the chain link fence and that fucking that that thing comes and just disintegrates her? Yeah. Every time I watch that I'm like, man, that seems relaxing. That's that's actually what I vi- envisioned when you and RTG were doing the show back in the day when you talked about shit like that that you were like I want it over in a snap. That's it. And that made me feel kind of good. If there, like, yeah. if I know that there is a missile or an asteroid or whatever else could make a giant impact, fucking deep impact, if you will, <laughs> uh, uh, on this earth enough to kill every, to kill, oh. or, or at least start a nuclear winter or whatever it fucking caused that, the novel, the road to happen, all those things. First. If I find where ground zero is, I'm going to be that person <laughs> standing in ground zero. Is this zero? Just take me the fuck out. Are, are we on, where are you guys running? Is this zero? All right, I'm here. <laughs> all right, this is zero. You just put down a blanket. That's it. I'm going to take just like red fucking uh, duct tape or whatever or electric tape and just make a little X See, this and just stand right there. This is where I wish I had your soundboard because then I would just put on the... All right. There we go. I just waiting. Is there a missile? I think there's a missile coming. Oh, where's everybody running to? Wait, everyone's running the other way? I guess I'm going to run this way. good. Oh, so I guess you guys are done partying? <laughs> Wait. It, everyone, like, we've been here for fucking uh, a million years, and now all of a sudden everybody wants to fucking just die from deep impact? What? And now all of a sudden everyone's got other places to go besides planet Earth? What's your hurry? Remember that I was going to try to bring up a... I was going to say protozoic era, but I don't think that's right. Metazo- Mesozoic. What? We've been here since the Mesozoic area. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to go home? Yeah. What's everybody's deal? Now everybody wants to walk through that church door like they do at the end of Lost. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. Now it's getting down. This is where the mushroom cloud I, starts to I w- go. I was hitting the button for the nuclear bomb, but you couldn't hear it over the wagon. Oh, music. do it. And then it comes down. And then it's like, oh, what's that? There you go. Dev's like, pretty. <laughs> the people that are with Dev are like... Oh! All right. Uh, see? Can we can we end out on this, or do we have any more points? No, this is still this still has a couple more points. Okay. All right. I want to make. Actually, no, we're no. not ending out. Well, we have to do the Patreon episode. We're we're still gonna uplift this one. Okay, good. We can we can curtail this one. I'll put my bullet points through, and then we'll let Daily finish it off. All right. So just to just to end it, I'll skip. Oh, I thought I'll it was going back into it. Things. No, 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 don't. Go ahead. It's fine. You're part of it. You're part. Of it. Hey! Wow, that's fucking crazy. Oh, I cranked you. I'm sorry. Do it again. Hey! You're part of it. Thanks, Daly. So, um, going back to the study though, it, wait, it found because I think no, you'll ahead. find this very interesting. I'm drunk. <laughs> Not to get you political, because I, I I omitted a lot of the shit that gets us political. I know we have a lot of. Like people who listen, who are on opposite sides, and I always try to walk a fine line. Yeah, respect. This isn't about politics; it's no. about common ground. And um, and per, uh, politics is all about perspective, anyway. Right. I have friends that I love that are like fucking diehard Republicans that are happy <laughs> that Trump's president. And although it infuriates me, at the same time, I see like who they grew up with, where they came from, and why they might feel that way, and then I understand it. You see the common ground, of right? All. But. This article points out, or or the woman who's talking in here that did the study, she says the obvious pointer is economics. Mm -hmm. Um, She said the Great Recession of 2008 had a tremendous impact on adults 
with serious psychological distress. About around 2008 and through the years of the Great Recession, which is so weird because I don't like I know that's the bubble pops and all that shit. But some people in economics they they call that the Great Recession. Like we're we're we were part of it. Yeah, that, that's and it's it's crazy. Like I, we're hey. very lucky to have kind of gone through it without the real economic damage that a lot of people in this country saw. Well, I think we were right about, we were right around the age where we were, you know, like 2008, I was 28 and, and, and like, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like family time and shit. I was still like partying and stuff. That's where those two years make a big difference to me. Yeah. Oh, really? I know people that bought that house with that interest rate. No, I do too. People in Florida, people like that were in like, uh, you got one in, uh, Ohio. Yeah. And the, the bubble done pop for them. And uh, it was bad. They had, you know, moving in with parents, with their first kid, like mm-hmm. bad it was, stuff. It's funny. Is those years were like an economic boom for me in my life. Really? Like, yeah, I was. I had like fucking two cars. I was living in a dope place. You have two cars I, right now. <coughs> oh well. No, I mean, I mean, I had like two personal. Yeah, cars, yeah. Plus, plus a work vehicle. But yeah, I was, I was doing great. That, and I never got it. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about a recession? Because you didn't try and buy a, a house at that time. That's what happened. People had their houses, and then rates just renting for life. Up. Yeah, me too. Because I see smart. how that just takes people down. No. Yeah, I've never. One, yeah. one little downturn. Worst thing that's gonna happen to me. I gotta live in, in one of my vehicles. I've yet, I've yet to have <laughs> anybody. Explain to me one of two things. One, why I should vote. Nobody's ever been able to explain that to me. And number two, why I should buy a house. The day that somebody tells me an actual reason like that I agree with that why I should vote or die, uh, buy a house, I will do both I, of those um, things. I but it hasn't one, happened yet. The best reason to buy a house is you can put all your stuff in it. Yeah, but I could rent a house. No, that goes back to the George Carlin <laughs> thing. Yeah. That One of the things I omitted in there that I was like, yeah, that's enough with the seven words. But uh, the thing I loved his bit about fucking, you got to buy a house to put more of your shit. Right. And then you got to buy more stuff for your shit. Yeah. And then you got to buy a bigger house. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like I try to, you know, I, you guys, I, I don't try and put a ton of shit in my house. I, I try to live with uh, some minimalism. You got a ton of shit in your house. I get rid of a lot of shit though. Like if something comes in, two things have to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't try and play that like hoarding. My garage used to be way fucking worse. But yeah. going going back into the like the people going into this, Weissman was talking into this thing about like the the age groups and and the fact that the moment of seeing increased mental illness and increased suicide among the middle aged uh, adults, research researchers understand too little about the reasons for what is anecdotally called the suicide belt, which is the West and the South. I just thought it was the South. I didn't realize the West had a big impact as well. Oh, really? Like, And, and then they, you know, they talk about it as, as well, but I, I had no idea. And it says for those states, and, and the, the big factor is the lack of availability of mental health providers in those regions. And, and they think that's the biggest reason for the higher suicide rates in the areas. She said she got this picture from looking at the data and there's kind of a this chaotic healthcare use with the mentally ill. She then goes on to say the middle-aged adults are experiencing this uptick in suicide, and the concern is that it's going to go on with the next generation and generations to continue mm-hmm. because they 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 are not getting you know you used to be able to step on the shoulders of your forefathers or or the generations above you and at least get a little bit better you know with the song like at least I got a little better than my dad got or whatever that I don't know that song you know that old. Sea tail, you know, that, <laughs> that old chestnut. But uh, but my last thing on here is like, why are we discussing this? And we, and we said it earlier is because at this point in our lives, I don't know a lot of people that 
don't know someone who's committed suicide mm-hmm. or someone that's in recovery for severe drug addiction. Not even just like recovery, like, oh, it was, you know, he, she drank or got a DUI and now they are in well, recovery. Well, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, man. like we know tons of people and it's it's like, I don't remember my parents knowing this until later on in their in their lives. Right. And I feel like I've had that impact since I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. And I don't remember that being a thing. But, you know, to, to, to kind of cap this off, there's, there is, I just wanted to say, there's a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. It's 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. That's 1-800-273-8255. For those of you out here who might know somebody and don't know that there is actually a number out there that you can call, and it's national. It's not local. You can you can do it whenever. We're staying away from local. Yeah. It's a 24-hour day. It's free, and it's completely confidential. Or... If you want to, just fucking hit me up on Facebook. Yeah. Or call the, 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 the A High Five number, which is on our website. I, I don't know it right now. Uh, I like it, it that's, help, help is available. That's the thing, man. You want to talk fu- to someone. You want to talk? Let's fucking talk. Yeah. Church. Yeah. Go to church. Well, it go, doesn't have whatever. to be on the show. I'll talk to you. No, it could be but, but that's, com- that, confidential. I'm saying that generally, but I mean, I would gladly spend time with anybody who called me who was depressed. But that's, that's what I'm saying is that there's people out there that have been through it that are there. That want to be that want to be there for you, and that are willing to be there for people. I mean, and the uh, more people that are willing to do that, the the better our world is going to be. Reach out. There's plenty of Scientologists that want to help you. <laughs> I um, I I, I want I want to help transition us. Continue to talk. I'm listening to like, what's Daley going to say? Yeah, no, I, I, I want to help transition us. Yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've and, talked and in all seriousness in, in the vein of of what Dave the producer was talking about. I, I Dave the producer. Oh, I like that better. I like that. That's um, like Chance the Rapper. Exactly. So I, I want to do a loose quote of my favorite stand-up comedian. Okay. Who is Doug Stanhope? Oh, yeah. I, I, and sense. and I I I think it's a shame. When probably. I think real quick though, uh, I, Stanhope isn't my favorite pound for pound, but probably the most important since like Hicks. I, I, I he's my favorite yeah. of all time. But um, this quote goes something like this. I'm going to paraphrase a bit because I've heard it. I've heard him say it 18 different ways, but uh. It's sad when kid kids kill themselves because mm-hmm. you know they didn't give life a chance. Uh, but for the adults, life is like a movie. If you've sat through more than half of it and it sucked every second so far, it probably isn't going to get great at the very end and make it all <laughs> worthwhile. No one should blame you for walking out early. Right. And it's fucked up, but in a way, I kind of I kind of almost agree with the sentiment because I, I, I I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that if you want to take your own life, yes, it's your decision. Now I get it. A lot of mental factors could probably, you know, lead someone down that path that really wouldn't normally think that way. And maybe if they had waited, they wouldn't feel that way. And yeah, right. it sucks. But you know, hey, you're going right. to die. I get it. You are going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm really, gonna, I'm going to die. die. Fuck. So like to me, I knew I was going to find, find it's out a something crap horrible. Shoot, man, it's a crapshoot. You could get hit by a bus or you could go, and I get, go I, out on top. I get like the people that find out that they have uh, a terminal illness that's going to make them feel sick and, and they want to go that way. Like the whole, um, what was that guy's name? What was that creepo's name? Um, Pedro Zamora? No. <laughs> Pedro. Um, uh, uh, the, the suicide doctor. Kevorkian? Yeah, Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> Like that whole thing, like the assisted suicide, because you're making an educated decision or whatever. Oh yeah, I definitely. Agree but what with we're that. talking about is like the kid whose frontal t- cortex isn't developed yet, who is upset because some of his friends made fun of him on fucking Reddit. Or the you know even though like I agree 
or I hear what Dave's saying. I don't want to say I agree because I don't. It, no, it, I hear what you're saying. It, it, I do. It is a far left kind yeah. of statement, yeah. but, but and that's way, what you're here for, and but, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, that's what you know, I do. Yes. Yeah. It's that's. Thank you for being honest. Thank um, you for being a friend. But because you know, daily. Hey! You're part of it. All right. But, um, we have uh, daily. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna take this. This energy, and you're going to make it positive now, right? That being said, well, yeah, that's what the Stanhope. Uh, yeah, you know, it didn't come off as light as I wanted it to because no, no, I, I, I basically didn't. flubbed reading it. I was no. like, I could have probably paraphrased it better off the top of my head than than trying to actually read it. But my uh, favorite Stanhope quote is "Rooting for the Yankees is like going to Las Vegas and rooting for the house." Yeah, that is a great <laughs> because it's fucking true. You totally agree. Fucking American League. How could you root for the fucking American League? It's not even a real game. It's like playing poker with fucking wild cards. It doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know what this. When the fucking DH about. hits a home run, it doesn't. That shouldn't even happen. Oh yeah, you are the DH. Okay, what's up? Oh, you hate me, DH. Hey, you're part of it. I hit that home run. All right, no. We got we got to we got to cure this energy. Okay. And we have the ultimate Dave Daily grind mm. to the point that will help us. It's quick, it's brief, and it will fucking This take shouldn't us out be a Patreon a... episode then? No. Okay. Cuz we got good All Patreon. Right. See, I him. love the way the fucking uh the DH is yeah. is pulling down the the We got this. Here. We can't this folks, we got we got good Patreon. If you're not a Patreon, 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 whatever Patreon. it is, Patron. If you're not, do you have this, any Patron? This one, no. I mean, actually, maybe. <laughs> That's um, right. I probably shouldn't drink to kill. But uh, we're we're gonna have some good stuff that maybe you might want to get in on. Like I said, pay five bucks and then cancel. Um, <laughs> Don't tell them that trick. Like, uh, we, you know, I'll I'll just give you something. Uh, we're gonna have twenty five awesome facts that all pervs should know. That's gonna what? Be on the Patreon. That's happening. That's on the Patreon. All right, I'm excited now. That one's good. Maybe I'll sign up. I think you should. I don't know if I can afford it. Wrong week to drink. All right, let's do so this daily grind. Daily, please get us into a good. Can we mood. get the uh, the eight bit uh, eight bit eight bit fucking uh, sketching those, song? Those tall boys kicked the shit out of you, buddy. But you know why I haven't eaten anything today? I'm about to eat some of the Daily's wings in between episodes. They're good, but you will be burping wings. I've been burping on it. Oh. All right, let's enjoy this. If you're feeling depressed and you want to end yourself, just listen to this song. Especially the breakdown, which is coming up in a two measures. Here's one from more here. daily grind. Yeah. Oh. It's showtime. Oh, gnarly. I care for Applejack's a great deal. Come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shit's getting out of hand. Yeah, it is. All right, so th- this one's uh, it's on par with everything we've been uh, talking about. But I'm gonna, I, I can't see a downside to this story. Guy goes to Mexico to kill himself. After okay. a week there, he decides to keep living, and I'm gonna let you know what happened during that. Please week let me know why to make him turn around, do a 180. Uh huh. So guy's so depressed. Everything that we've been talking about this whole episode, he's feeling it all. He decides to go to Mexico. He's staging that to be the place that he's going to end himself. He gets there, and there is something so enthralling that he decides to keep living. And what is that thing? I cannot wait. Can can I read my one little note in here? Yeah, sure. I said, in this top one, because Daly and I both saw this and sent it to each other. Oh, yeah? I I sent it to him in the morning, and he sent it to me like we didn't see that we sent it at like almost within the same hour. And I was like, this is the grind. 
You're going to kill this one. This is perfect. This guy is your fucking on your thoughts. I can't wait to hear you talk about this. So in my note, I have we have another example of a daily hero who here proves that daily's logic is shared by others and it can truly lead to a happy ending. All puns intended. Mm -hmm. Okay. So amidst a battle with debilitating depression, he traveled to Mexico to purchase chemicals to mainly end his life. Wait, chemicals? Oh, so he wanted to yeah, do it he, like he, uh, he's, he's gonna get capital punishment style? No, or? he's just going to OD. Yeah, you could get that right here in fucking Jersey. Motherfucker, I know how to read. Mm. What you got, dude? Mm. This motherfucker pointing at my shit. <laughs> now you threw me off, but uh, the aptly named Reddit user, please send help, shares his story involving ripping lines of coke off hookers' tits, battling whiskey slash coke dick with Viagra. Multiple threesomes, and of course, his will to live. <laughs> uh, yeah, every sing single part of that seems like the best things in life. So, so, so from this Reddit guy, uh, he, he went to Mexico to buy barbiturates for a humane and peaceful death. Decided that it, if he was going to die, he might as well fuck a prostitute before it was all over. Right. After that, a cab driver offered to sell him cocaine. One thing led to another. And he got a room in a whorehouse. Uh -huh. This whorehouse was equipped with a heart-shaped bed, a stripper pole, and a hot tub. Wow. Did the heart-shaped bed have a car stereo in the... Uh... Fuck yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you put quarters in it and vibrate it vibrates, too. yeah. And and it was like a red velour fucking uh, did it comforter. Play, did it play Crushed on velvet. Yeah. Uh, mirrors on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. nice. the, whole, the whole fucking nine. Somewhere in the midst <laughs> of his coke-fueled orgy, he decided life wasn't so bad after all. Uh, yeah, that's normally what happens when you're in the midst of a coke-fueled orgy. He then packed up his shit and headed back home. STD-free. Really? My hero. STD-3 and 9-3? Yeah, man. Like, I don't I don't know if he was... It doesn't mention if he was rapping that rascal. <laughs> because if you were going to die, if you were like your whole intention oh, no. was like, yeah. I want to fucking off myself. I'm going to do some coke and bang some hookers in the meantime. So he probably didn't strap up. No. He was probably throwing caution to the wind. No, sure. He's, he's got a fucking, his Reddit thing is like <laughs> a lot of pages. Really? Like I'm going to read if it. If you read it on Reddit, it's, it's fucking in detail. It shows the map. It shows everything, like how he plotted out how it was just going to go down and he was going to die. And then it explains the whole fucking shebang. Really? Yeah. Oh, I got to read yeah, this he, whole he thing. He goes on to explain in the comments that his uh, depression was caused by an abusive childhood. Then offers words of encouragement for anyone dealing with similar depression issues. He doesn't suggest they go to Mexico and get hookers and cocaine, but he encourages them nonetheless. He also fields the onslaught of private messages from people seeking his advice. A true example of a daily hero. There you go. He's my hero. There you go. That's two Love heroes that you've had on this show, right? What's yeah, what the was one? the first guy? The guy who fucking found out that his bank. And oh his yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. That guy wins. So we got to make you like a Daily's Hall of Heroes. And, See, and get these guys up. That's in the there. thing, man. If you're feeling fucking depressed or downtrodden or uh, suicidal, there's always Mexico and Coke and hookers. The daily, the daily treatment for uh, depression. That works. It does. It works at, no, actually, it's bad. No, it's not. Look, if that's what fucking gets you out of the woods, that's I mean, what gets it, you out of the woods. Yeah, I, I honestly have had some great times. <laughs> Things have happened to me only because of that kind of shit, and uh, I wouldn't, I would not have not done them. Sometimes, if that makes any sense. Sometimes, and I'm gonna use the the uh, the famous RTG line, but <laughs> sometimes you got to ride it to the wheels can't fall off. That's it. You got to fucking do it, and then at the end of that. Uh, fucking, you might come out on the other side feeling like a better person. Here's what I want to say. 
<laughs> Why'd you pull the mics away? I was gonna cough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get cough buttons. Here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I know this is a little bit serious of an episode, but these are actual subjects that we need to talk about. And uh, at the end of the day, I want to let everybody that listens to this show and everybody who doesn't listen to this show, maybe through osmosis or whatever happens, know that when you're feeling like you're less than, like you're when you're feeling that you you're not adding up to what should be added up, when you're feeling like you're not in a position that you need to be in, like you're feeling like nobody out there wants to hang out with you or talk to you, when you're feeling about all of those things, I just want you all to know that... Hey! You're part of it! I miss your taste and your see-through Timing wasn't that good, but we got it. We nailed it. I'm not Daily. Daily's our soundboard genius. All right, thank you for listening to the Awkward i Vibe podcast. You go. Just remember. Oh, boy, boy, I love you. Jar Jar Binks rules. Go on iTunes and leave a written review. Go on Patreon and pay five dollars or more a month and get the exclusive episodes. One of which we're recording right after this. It'll be up this Sunday. I don't know if a lot of you have seen it because, uh, but I did put up some pictures of uh, Dev Dog from last weekend. Yeah, you want people to caption that? To, yeah, please no. feel free to throw some captions in on Dev Dog. I'm gonna have some uh, Daily's ladies. Yes, the ladies of Daily Lightsaberhood will go up tonight. All right, uh, we're gonna have some. I can't wait. Follow us on Facebook. That's the place. That's we're making Facebook the place. All right, we good? We're good. See you in a few short days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.